from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So there's a marriage counselor named Corinne Voller, and she did a video that hit a note with a lot of people. And what she revealed, she's a, a marriage therapist, and what she revealed was the top complaint from wives about their husbands. The top complaint about from wives about their husbands. It's a dangerous game. It's a dang. Do you want to take a guess? Because if you may out some other things, the top complaint from wives about their husbands. It's, t- it's tough to even want to guess. I know. Because you're gonna out yourself for something else if you're not right. Okay. Yeah. Laundry, like not taking. The responsibility of doing the laundry, mm, like the household you're close, laundry. Yeah, you're close. Uh, Deepa, as a wife. Washing, washing dishes. Washing dishes. The top complaint. Um, Sham, I know it's, it's a sensitive question. but oh, um, um <laughs> I'm going to say like not helping around the house. Or, okay. Yeah, something yeah. along uh, those lines. Damn it, Maury. Intimacy. Oh. Not enough intimacy. I was wondering when somebody was going to say mm. intimacy. It's got to be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got no problems over on this side of the room. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The smile on Mocha's face. Uh Hey, can you go to line one? It's Jenna. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Uh, So here is uh, Corinne Voller talking about the number one complaint. She's a uh, marriage therapist therapist talking about the number one complaint from wives about their husbands. Active responsibility would be you looking around the house for things that you could do and taking responsibility for the things that need to happen within the house. Passive responsibility, being available to help, but waiting for somebody to tell you what needs to be done. When it comes to household chores and childcare, which one are you doing? Are you taking passive responsibility or active responsibility for the things that need to get done? This is one of the top things that I hear from women as a complaint, saying that their husbands are waiting for them to tell them what needs to be done. And they're really looking for a partner in life who is actively responsible for the house and for the children and not waiting for their wife to tell them what to do. I did that the other day. How does that feel, Mocha? How does that feel? Yeah, no, that's the truth Yeah, right there. And not that I'm waiting for Jenna to say But the conversation has come up in the past. Right. Yesterday. Yes. Oh. Of like things that we've discussed in the house that I said, yeah, no problem. I'll take care of that. Yeah. And that thing that I'm said I was going to take care of has still not been taken care of just yet. Okay. Just yet. It's going to happen. You do stuff. And then like I did, like the other day, I emptied the dishwasher, cleaned dishes, and then I pointed it out and was asked if I wanted a metal. Right, because that's you're not you're not helping. You're just being. But a I good did what partner. she said. I I did it with before I was told to do it. I know, but then you asked then you're for, praise. for praise after. Well, then see, otherwise I, no one would see it. I don't, I don't right. If that. you don't, don't get do praise, then dish, dirty dishes will but end then, up in there, and then no one will see it, that it was empty. But then the problem is that you're then you're just your motivation is praise as opposed to just being a good partner who contributes. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, I would like praying. Right. <laughs> uh, Deepa, you guys are newlyweds. There's not a lot of stuff around the house, I'm assuming, that needs stuff. But what about the sort of daily chores? Do you guys, is uh, is your husband Thalal the, uh, the the proactive type or do you does he wait around until you tell him what to do? He's actually a lot better than me. I'm like the husband in this situation of the whole counseling session you of are. like, oh, like, can you do this thing? And like three months will go by. <laughs> And I still haven't. Okay, so what's the thing? What's the thing? What's the thing that's lasted three months? Like financials, banking, organizing stuff. I'm just like I try to avoid. That's very important. It is very important, but I have this issue where I'm like, oh my god, like I don't like doing this. I'm just gonna procrastinate and put it off for however long I can. I'm gonna go today and visit ten restaurants and put the those reviews up on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah, that's my choice. Your your (laughs) husband and Maury's husband should start some sort of club. <laughs> no, 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 no. Salal's very good looking. I don't want Matthew anywhere oh, near him. Okay. He's a little young. The only so. person that hasn't hasn't uh, made mention or yeah. answered this was you, Ross. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I don't really. I, I, I have said this many times, which is I think in in order for a household to run properly and be successful with a couple, I think that you need one person who does the things and one person who doesn't forget the things, mm-hmm. and that can switch back and forth depending on the situation um i am definitely the person who does the things Catherine is the person who never forgets the things and you need that because if it was left to me we would miss everything wait Mm -hmm. can you explain forget the things like like obviously we remember they're there no no no. i just mean in like when you are running a successful house somebody needs to keep the house on track Mm -hmm. and there's schedules and there's dates and there's things to remember things that need to be done at specific times things to be done by specific people things that you need to places you need to be places i need to be right okay so you need somebody who doesn't forget the things then you need somebody who does the things Mm -hmm. right so when something is broken i will fix it when a light needs hanging i will do it when the gas guy comes over i will be there to meet him like Mm -hmm. all of this stuff i will do the things Catherine doesn't forget the things but we sometimes switch roles as well sure but we're never the same thing at the same time right your husband's both the thing then that's a lot on matthew i'm assuming it's matthew and not you (laughs) Uh, that's 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 a lot on matthew read a text that we got from a husband yes okay here we go text reads like this if we just do it without being told, we do it wrong anyways. That's why we don't do <laughs> oh, it. Oh, guys. That's why we don't just do it without being guys, told. That's guys. right. <laughs> guys. Guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So uh, there's a uh, marriage therapist who uh, exploded on social because she made a video talking about the top complaint from that she gets from wives about their husbands. Her name is Corinne Voller. And uh, here's what she had to say. Active responsibility would be you looking around the house for things that you could do and taking responsibility for the things that need to happen within the house. Passive responsibility, being available to help, but waiting for somebody to tell you what needs to be done. Mm. When it comes to household chores and childcare, which one are you doing? Are you taking passive responsibility or active responsibility for the things that need to get done? This is one of the top things that I hear from women as a complaint, saying that their husbands are waiting for them to tell them what needs to be done. And they're really looking for a partner in life who is actively responsible for the house and for the children and not waiting for their wife to tell them what to do. I need to step up my active game, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like my wife, LOL. Yeah. 
Uh, another person said 100% accurate. Another person said this absolutely is something that has come up in our household. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. I saw a great meme the other day where it was something like when your husband says he'll help out with the laundry by offering to fold the towels and the picture is the picture is a wife uh in front of a mountain of unfolded laundry and four folded towels at the end of the bed with the husband then staring off at the window (laughs) being being like being like i helped job done another text said uh, i'm just like deepa too i leave my clean laundry on the floor for weeks until i'm asked to get rid of it oh okay i never said that i did that i just said i procrastinate okay uh i believe we have someone who uh You agree with the marriage counselor? Is that what it is? I do agree with it, yes. I think that, unfortunately, I think it's our parents' fault because, like, mainly the mom, I think they're the ones that program their sons to behave this way. Mm. All by doing everything for them up until they pretty much leave the house. Exactly. So, like, uh, for instance, my brother, my mom does his laundry, cooks for him. How old is he? Uh, He's... 31. Ooh, 31. And he, he lives at home or he doesn't live at home? <laughs> no, he lives at home. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's a problem. Hey, when did how old are you, Mocha, when you started doing your own laundry? 2020, maybe? Like when you moved out? Yeah, 21. You didn't do your own laundry while living at home? No, I would try. Yeah. Right? But every now and then, like, I'd come home and, like, my mom would have already gone in my room and, like, gathered up my dirty laundry and wash it, dry it, fold it, oh. and then the laundry basket would be right back in my room. Oh, so again. you had one of those moms. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. I started doing my own laundry when I was like 13. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, if, if something was dirty, I had to wash it. And, no. and and I had to fold all the house laundry uh-huh. and iron. I learned how to iron perfectly oh. when I was like, but not because it was my clothes and I wanted to look good. I learned how to iron because oh, I'm ironing the household clothes. I used to have to iron all of my dad's work shirts. Yeah. Like when I was a child child. Yes. Like seven, eighth grade. Yeah. I get the yeah. spray bottle with water. I knew this, I, And I knew which shirts needed to have a dish towel put over them so I yes. didn't burn them. All right? of them. All of that all stuff. All those shirts my dad used to wear to go to the bank every day to work <laughs> yeah. as an accountant. I had to iron fresh, fresh shirts But I think day. you're right. I think you're right. I think that there's a, there's a, a, a generation of men who there's a big part of them that's still boy and and that is a that is a lot because of the mothers and i'm not saying being a loving mother is a detriment to you know growing a good man um but when your son is 30 and still doing his own laundry that's a problem yes yeah right maury well it was just my dad and i forever and i he taught me how to do laundry i lived on my own i did my own laundry and everything ever since i was 17 but when did you start doing it at home how old were you when i was 17 so still living with your dad? Yeah. I like how Maury was still living with his dad and says living on my own because his dad was never there. <laughs> um, and, and then I got married and stopped doing it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and thanks for the text today. Thank you. Bye, Bye guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Okay, so the tortilla challenge. The Rock and Kevin Hart just did this yesterday and it was hysterical. Oh my God, that was so funny. Um, let me play. Can I play a bit of that? Yeah. Two seconds. I swear, I thought... Um, <laughs> no, no. You, that's too much. What? Tear, no, you can't like hold that. it like that. Tear his head off. Yeah. Hold it in the back so it's all tortilla. Here, that's it. Like that. Yeah, like that. that. Don't knock me out. No, I'm not. Don't use your hand around and pull your whole hand back there. Should I wet my tortilla? <laughs> no. No. Here we go. Here we go. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then Kevin Hart slapped the, the rock twice. But so how the tortilla challenge works is uh, two people go head to head. And the first thing you do is you each grab a corn tortilla or flour tortilla. And then you fill your mouth full of water. And then you do rock, paper, scissors with your free hand. And whoever loses gets slapped across the face with a tortilla. And... That's not the goal of the game, though. You don't win by how many times you slap your opponent. Mm -mm. You only win by being able to keep your mouth full of water without spitting it out. Correct. Right? Because if you watch that video with The Rock and Kevin Hart, Kevin slapped the rock twice right but kevin hart is the one who broke and spit the water out exactly uh so we're gonna start with uh shem are you okay with this yeah yeah huh yeah bring it on yeah bring it on so you're so so round one is going to be um uh shem come on in here shem and uh damn it maury how are you feeling damn it maury oh fantastic i took my glasses off i'm ready to go i know and you grew a beard which gives you a little (laughs) bit of padding too right some cushion yes now the the question then became does deepa face the winner because Deepa right? really wants to take part. Yeah. Okay, right? so so Deepa, you would like to face the winner. So the decision has to be completely up to you, Deepa. Yes, I'm okay with getting smacked in the face with the tortilla. Okay, HR doesn't have to get involved. Let's oh, just okay, okay, because okay. I can't, I can't instruct Shem. Look at Shem's arms, by the way. <laughs> I can't. Okay, I can't Huge. instruct Shem wow. to slap you across the You're face. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. You, I don't worry about one. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't say if you win, we're good. But but Shem, okay, I can't. The, even just the visual of Shem. <laughs> slapping you across the face of the tortilla. It doesn't have to be hard. It's something it that is something. Okay, it's going okay, to be okay. though. Okay. Okay. So uh, so here we go. So we will have um, now. Maury went out and got uh, tortillas. So we have uh, uh, tortilla option number one or simple flour. And I don't know why you got uh, um, uh, spinach tortillas, Maury. I thought that the spinach would add a little bit of you know. Well, they're healthier, but I thought so, maybe they're stronger. You're not we're, eating we're, them, man. We're, we're gonna go with the we're gonna go with the normal tortillas. Okay, so uh, so Shem and, and Maury, if you would like to if you would like to to line up and uh, sort of move move back a little bit for me. Okay, give me one second here. Uh, so and Deepa's gonna film this on her phone. So so first thing you have to do is what you have to take take a, take a, take a swig of water. Well, we have to grab the tortillas in our hand. Yeah, no? you need to open the uh, tortillas. Yeah, they're open. Hand. They're right here. Okay, hand each one of them a tortilla, and mouthful of water. David Mori, Shem, you got your water? Yeah. Okay. Good. Here's your here's your tor- here's your tortillas, boys. Oh no. Oh, now they're cheersing okay. their bottles of water. Okay. Oh, these are. These are like super fresh and thick. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're going right hand versus right hand. Okay. So you have to hold it whatever way you want to hold it. Yeah. There you go. Okay. 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 And then we're going to do rock, paper, scissors first. So it goes like this. It goes one, two, three, shoot. Okay. So here we go with round one of rock, paper, scissors, which is one, two, three, shoot. Oh, Maury wins. Okay, Maury, you get to slap. Oh! Uh, <laughs> that kind of looked a little weak. That looked a little weak. Oh, okay, Shit, here we go. Stunned like here that. we go, round two. Round here two? we go, round okay. two. Okay, ready? One, two, three, shoot. Oh, oh rock, rock, rock. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, oh Shem wins. Oh, okay, oh, now Shem gets to slap Maury across oh. the face. Oh! <laughs> oh no! Okay. Yo. Okay. 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 Maury's okay. standing there like, okay, you you want to come with me? You yeah. want to come with me? Okay. okay. So so here we go. Um, round three. Round three. One, two, three, shoot. Both rock. One, two, three, shoot. 
Oh, one, two, three, shoot! Oh, oh Shem loses. Oh no! Oh! oh Maury just walloped Yo, Shem Maury right got across Shem. the face, oh. <laughs> right across his eye. It looked like your eye popped out for a second. Okay, Shem. here we go, round four. No! Maury lost! Maury lost! Maury lost! Maury, what happened? Maury just spit water out. You lost, dude. Because I was laughing at Shem's reaction. Oh, dude. Maury literally just spit water out. Oh, my God. So, Shem. Come on, man. Uh, Shem, you win. Congratulations. Congratulations. And okay. now. Oh, no. And now we get the showdown that, uh, that we were fearing. Which is in fact uh, Deepa versus Deepa. Just to confirm, are you okay with this? I'm okay with this. Yes, I'm positively okay with this. Okay, okay. swig of water. Go ahead. Okay, oh, right now. so yeah, your okay. water's right there. Perfect. Okay, so Deepa oh. is now taking a swig of water. This is a tortilla challenge, by the way. The thing you've seen all over, uh, mm -hmm. all over online. So I'm gonna position mm -hmm. you guys. Yeah, there oh. you go. Okay, Deepa is now standing in front of Shem. Okay, tortilla in her. Right hand. Okay, you ready? So it's one, two, three, shoot, okay? Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, Shem wins. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> uh, Deepa, you do me a favor because fair is fair. You're going to have to tuck your hair behind your ear so he has a mm -hmm. good shot of that cheek so he doesn't hit hair, okay? Oh, no. There we go. Oh, Here we go. no. Here we go. <laughs> Shem's gesturing okay. uh, that he's yeah. really sorry right go. now. Here we go. Here we go. Ready, Deepa? <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, no. Okay, How you going to do that, Deepa? Deepa? Okay. <laughs> How you going to do that? Okay, here we go. Ready? Here we go. Round two. One, two, three. Shoot. Okay, Shem wins again. Oh, no, Shem. Okay. You're literally wins the again. villain. Oh! oh! <laughs> Oh okay. This is an origin story that we're watching right yeah. now. Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, Deepa oh, wins. Deepa, here we go. Okay, Deepa. Deepa. Anytime you're ready. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Deepa I just jumped in the air! And hit Shem so hard across the I, ear. I felt that. <laughs> Guys, the whole room shook. I felt that. Okay, this okay is the last here we one. go. Here last we go. One, last here we one, go. Last one. Last one. Ready? And last one. one, two, three, shoot. Rock, rock. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, Deepa wins again. Okay, wait, wait. Here we... Ready? Here we go. This is the last one, Deepa. Anytime. Okay. Oh! Across the eye. Oh, <laughs> Wait, Deepa. Oh, no. Deepa's leaking. Deepa's oh. leaking. Deepa's leaking. Yeah, You're leaking. You You're leaking. Oh. No, Deepa, we can see the water. Deepa just spit the water out all over the room. Yo, Shem is a champion. <laughs> champion. <laughs> All right, so that is the tortilla challenge. I hope that was entertaining for people to listen to. It's very difficult to do it when, when people can't speak. Roz and Maury. No, there's no way. There's no, there's, there's no way. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Oh, my God. We got the funniest submission for Slow Mo Roz and Mocha. Oh, no. When you listen to our podcast at half speed, certain segments, 
um, the ridiculous conversations just sound even more ridiculous because we sound wasted. Yes. And this latest one that we got, oh my God, it's so dumb. Uh, Burhan sent us an audio clip from uh, episode 286, which was August of last year, when on the show we were talking about Matthew McConaughey admitting to not wearing deodorant in over 35 years. Mm -hmm. And then, Roz, you started telling us the story of how you have a 90-second window after getting out of the shower to apply deodorant or else you spoiled. You stink right yeah. away. Yeah. So here's how that conversation sounds at half speed, which made Burhan want to submit to us. I have a window of about <laughs> 90 <laughs> seconds in the summer if I get out of the shower where if I don't put deodorant on and I start to smell... I will have to go back in the shower. <laughs> like, I have to apply immediately. Otherwise, mm. it it is, like, it smells so bad. <laughs> no, it's just smell. It's just B.O. I can get B.O. I can talk to a doctor about B.O.? No, like, if I go take a shower and I wash everything, right? Yes. Like, if I wash my pits, wash everything, quote, unquote, <laughs> and then I, like, get out of the shower and I dry off. If I go outside and start sweating, or if I go upstairs and I sit down, or if I go realistically, I'm going to go sit in the bathroom for an hour, <laughs> right? If I do that oh, and I start sweating, and if I start sweating and stink starts happening, I can't mask that oh, after at that, that point. point. You'll have to shower. I'll again. have to shower again. <laughs> I smell like raccoon in prison towels. (laughs) 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 Come on, guys. So dumb, right? Yo, shout out to Burhan, who was listening to uh, episode 286 of our podcast and submitted that. If you find a moment on the Razamoga Show podcast that when you listen to it at half speed... It sounds like that. Ridiculous. And like, we are way wasted. Feel free to uh, submit it to us. You can DM it to us. You can throw it up on Facebook, wherever. Uh, But just get it to us. And and don't forget to include your name so we can give you a shout out just like Burhan. All right. Thanks for that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello. Hello. He's Roz. Amoka. Deepa's here. Shem's here. David Mori's here. Mm. Hello. Present. Sitting here crying again watching Freaking America's Got Talent. Oh, no. Oh, Who's crying, you? my guy. Yeah. Aww. Always, always, Aww. always with this show. You make America. the rest of us cry? Has a heart. Um, yeah, yeah, he will. <sighs> Nobody's ever said, I don't have a heart, Deepa. Uh, I, oh, sorry. I assume that I wasn't the <laughs> she first was like, person. Oh, oh whoops, that, that was my outside voice. <laughs> <laughs> like, who says that? Like, that's not a thing. She didn't mean uh, to no, say that no. out loud. No one, I didn't think it. I didn't say anything. I know people assume that, but I got like a huge heart. I just use it sparingly. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> so who made you cry? Or uh, Amanda Mamana. Uh-huh. So she is this young girl who 
uh, has a stammer, like a, a stutter, speech impediment. Mm-hmm. And um, she goes on. And so I'll play you the, the sort of her introduction, her talking to the judges, sort of setting up her, her performance. So Good evening. What is your name? Um... My name's Amanda. Hi, Amanda. And, and how old are you, Amanda? Um, uh, uh, I'm 19 years old. Okay, and what are you gonna be doing for us tonight? Uh, uh, as you could probably tell, uh, I have a bit of a speech impediment. Um, and uh, it was definitely something that caused me to um, to shy away uh, and to hide. Uh, but I found that I that I don't stutter when I sing. Oh wow! Is it going to be a song we know? Is it an original? Uh, I will be singing a, a song that I wrote, and it's just about some hard times uh, and if I could go back and change those things I wouldn't because they made me me you know the first like 45 seconds yeah the entire theater that they're in Mm -hmm. it was dead silence I know like you wouldn't even think that there was anybody in there you know who also James Earl Jones had a really bad stutter when he was young and he was silent for a lot of years and it was an English teacher that James Earl Jones had that realized that he didn't stutter when he read his own poetry oh oh right and because he didn't have that disconnect between words and his brain because it, it was it was him, so there was, mm-hmm. and then he took that sort of dramatic interpretation of reading what came out of his mind, and then he was able to use it for scripts. So because it he could was, already like, and maybe the same for Amanda, like they could anticipate the words. Yes, so they know exactly, exactly what's happening. You, you, they were. He removed the conflict mm-hmm. between his brain and the words on the I page didn't know that when it was his, when it was on. his own when it was his own poetry. So here's Amanda. I still remember that kid afraid to open the Whoa. door. Damn. And now she's grown and she doesn't keep that fear anymore. It was kept in a box and it locked. She held the key. But now the box is locked and the key is nowhere to be seen. This sounds like oh a completely God. different person here. But what if I could go back in time and change the way I felt about my life? Oh, but then would I still have inside everything that brought me back to life? Right. Remember that kid wanting to be more. Okay, hold oh on. my so, god, my heart! I'm just crushed right now. So then, it, zero stutter. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatsoever. Yeah, and they find Beautiful this. Song. They find this with a lot of people who stutter. So here's uh, here's the judges. Good enough doesn't explain what we just heard. It's not only good, it's great. 
and look how you're moving this audience. And I believe you're moving millions of people right now at home. I just want to say thank you. What did you think, Heidi? You have a really, really beautiful voice. I love your voice. There's a fire inside of you, and I want to see more of it. I loved it. I thought it was so authentic. Thank you for having the gods to follow your heart. Amazing, Amanda. I mean, come on. I mean, look, it's, I mean, you spoke to us very honestly about the issues you have with your speech, and it's terrifying auditioning when you don't have an issue like that. And then you were amazing. I mean, your voice is so pure, so beautiful. And also, you're a good songwriter. And I think you're an incredible person. I'm so happy you came here. So there you go. Amanda Wait, Mamana. So did she get like golden buzzer or what? No, she got all the yeses. She got all oh, the yeses. Got all the, yeah, all the yeses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Which is good. Which is good. Yeah, Which of is course. good. Which is good. What's her name again? Uh, Amanda Mamana. M A M M A N A. She was on America's Got Talent yeah, last man. night. Beautiful voice. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Did you hear this uh, stupid website that creates office sounds for, I guess, people who are working from home? What? You you are at home right now, Deepa. Yeah. Do you miss the sort of like? I mean, it's, we 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 it doesn't can't really apply to us. We sit in soundproof rooms, all of us. Like there is no outside noise in here. No. Like if we don't speak, like you can't hear anything mm -hmm. in this room. It sounds like this. Right, right. That's that's the that's the that's the sound of our office, that's our office. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, there's a, a website that is providing people with the everyday sounds of an office. Um, so. When you can adjust like the the sort of mix of the coffee machine um, people, there's telephone ringing. I don't know why they put rain on a window. There's people typing on a keyboard and all this oh. stuff. But this is like what? no office. Listen to this. This is no office I've ever heard. Right? I would quit. That's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, right? Offices don't sound like that. Thank you. Maybe in the 80s, like Thank in a you. movie. Yeah, like exactly. That's like right? what, like, you know when, uh, like Wolf of Wall Street, right? Yeah. That's what that's what that <laughs> office sounds like. Everybody in offices now, they just sit with headphones on. The same thing with walking down the street. You know what I can't do any, anything? You know what I can't do anymore and it pisses what? me off? I can't impress people with the song I'm listening to in my, uh, in the, on the stereo of my truck. What? Because oh, every would you do that, like blast it. Hell yeah, I do. You're that guy. Yeah, because oh, no. uh, if I have like a if I get a great song <laughs> the going, disgust right? His face right Stop. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? I started driving way into my 40s. Okay, let me have this. <laughs> I, okay, like I'm doing now. I do now what's like 16, 17, and 18 year olds did. Okay, I didn't get that out of my system then, so hey, I do it now. You hear me playing as Kenny Loggins? Yeah, right. Welcome to the danger zone. Yes, Living exactly. The dream. Uh, because sometimes I'll have like a real bopping song going on right uh -huh. and oh, then man. if i if i pull up to a stop sign and i see people i'll uh -huh. unroll my window to be like hey maybe you would like to enjoy this song with me yeah but everybody everybody's headphones on nobody hears yeah. nobody hears your and then your you song. look like the douche that's interrupting everybody nobody even knows i'm a douche i would like for people to look at me like a douche nobody even recognizes me at all <laughs> because everybody just has their headphones on your life goals are very strange you can't impress people anymore <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's hell of a story.
Maria, welcome to uh, Razamoka's Hell of a Story. What's going on? Oh, well, thank you for inviting me, for having me here. Where and when does your Hell of a Story take place? Oh, it was um, it was around 1996, and okay. it was oh, wow. in, in Colombia, where I used to live back then. And so where are you now? Where are you calling us from? Uh, England. You're in England I'm now. in England. Okay. In 1996, you were in Colombia. What, what happened? One of those times that I had um, holidays, I went back to my parents' house. You know, I made myself ready to go to bed. I just fell asleep and suddenly I remember I woke up again and I was somewhere else. Okay. I was inside of what I uh, in that moment recognized as a, a spaceship. What? And <laughs> yeah. How did you know it was a spaceship? Well, the thing is that I have been having these sort of experiences since I was very young. I I was able to recognize that inside, you know, it was something like metal-like, the structure, and it had, um, I could see the beings were there. Um, they were they were wearing a white kind of medical suit, and they invite me to see something. They were showing me something that I, I really, until the day of today, I have no idea what that that was. When you woke up inside of yeah. what you then described as a, as a spaceship, right? And yeah, these yeah. beings are talking to you, the beings in the lab coats. Did they walk you into another room that you describe now as the lab or you were already in the lab and then you like sat up and they're showing you around? No, I was when I when I recognized where I was. I was somewhere else and I started walking around. Oh, um, okay. I'm, that's where they were showing me the things. And were there other so they, beings in that lab as well? Uh, yeah, there were there were uh, several of them. Okay, uh, what did I they was look the like? Only, oh, they they could resemble humans, uh, but the eyes were bigger and more like with a different different depth. They had a, a, a little bit of different shape of face. Okay, and did uh, they speak English? The, do you? No, we were not talking. Well, they were not talking to me, and and I felt it was more like a uh, telepathic kind of conversation. Mm. First of all, I was not prepared for an alien abduction story. I thought we were going to get another. My husband is cheating, and I caught him where my dog can jump rope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just I, like, I was not in any way prepared for this. But the hell with yeah. it. Let's take it seriously. Now, do you, how do you know you weren't dreaming? Well, the the fact that I when I I woke up again, if I can say that, because it wasn't that I I fell asleep, um, you know, sitting down anywhere or lying down anywhere. I just, again, my eyes opened. And when that happened, I was in, um, you know, very far away from where my parents lived. I was left in a place uh, that was like outside of the city. So there was no much traffic. They didn't drop you off at and home? It was, no, no. Okay. And it was probably Brilliant. around five o'clock in the morning so there was not much traffic i wasn't wearing my pajama what were you i was wearing something i i had like a white tunic and i had no shoes no socks nothing just any, that uh, wait a second okay any underpants or no nothing okay. i didn't have anything so maria since this encounter happened back in 96 in colombia up until now, 2022, have you had any more of those experiences where you fall asleep in your home, you at some point of the night wake up and you're inside of one of these spacecrafts talking to the, the, the same beings that 
took you back in 96? I, I have had experiences, yes, where I have mm. been in other in other shapes, uh, not necessarily with the same ones always. Okay. When was the last time? Uh, Do they ever hurt you? No, you know what? That Thank you for asking that because many people think that, you know, you get, well... Probed. They, That's they, what we all they, think. Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah, no. And and it hasn't been like that for me. When they, when they told me that I needed to go back, I even asked them if I could stay with them. Oh. I didn't want it to come back. And What'd they, they said, no, you have to go back. Because oh. I was reading this last week. So former President Bill Clinton was talking to James Corden. And when he got into office, he said that he sent a team down to Area 51. Mm-hmm. for him to go and find out if there was aliens down there because yeah. that's one of the first things he wanted to do and bill clinton has always sort of alluded to the fact that um that he you know believes or at least has evidence that he can't speak of and one of the things that he had said was when it comes to the people who know or comes to the people who have seen the evidence the way he described it was there are those of us that think it's 85 likely that there are And then the rest of us are 95% likely that they oh, are. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right? So so even even yeah. former presidents are saying uh, are saying that. And and I'll tell you, over the last year, during COVID, so much information has been released about aliens, right? All the tapes that the Navy had sent out from fighter pilots and all of this declassified information, like they basically confirmed that people who uh, should know have gone on record to say that they have seen things that is it they are 100% comfortable with describing as alien right and this all happened during covid and we didn't freak out i thought my whole life as soon as they said that there was aliens we were all going to freak out going it basically happened over covid <laughs> and nobody cared yeah nobody cared because we all knew it man i know hey do you ever want to stay yeah like, would you ever would you ever stay with them and live with them uh, me yeah. if they come and pick me up yeah I'll you go. did you would you would live with them yeah was there any sort of romantic feelings like would, would you be interested in in any sort of romantic relationship with any of the aliens that you've met oh um i'm not quite sure i It's something that I have never thought about. What did you do with the tunic that they gave you? I held on to it for a very, very long time. Do you still have it now? And because I have moved... Well, I left it in Colombia, but I have Jeez. moved so many times that I don't really know what still exists of the things I left in. You know, I left that country in 1998, so mm-hmm. it has been quite a long time. Well, mm-hmm. uh, Maria, thank you so much. Well, that was uh, Maria. I uh, grew up in Colombia now in uh, in England, has been uh, abducted by aliens numerous times, woken up on the spaceship. Uh, and when they drop her back off at home, they don't really like drop her back off at home. It's kind of rude. They drop her like miles away in a, uh, in a tunic. Uh, but you had said that if they wanted you to stay with them for the rest of your life, you happily would, right? Yeah, definitely. Wow. Uh, Maria, yeah. that's a hell of a story, Maria. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. No, my pleasure. Have a good right day, on. guys. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, Sham, did that picture work for you on Instagram yesterday? Did it work? Yeah. What do you mean? What do you come mean? on now. Come on now. Come on now. So, oh, the one so, the oh, oh, come on now. Jump setting so, thirst traps again? Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> setting traps on, uh, on Instagram, right? Like Shem's a master at setting traps. So what Shem does is Shem posts a picture that's like pro taken, like great camera, great shot. And the, the lens and the angle, like makes his arms look jacked, everything else, right? Like it's such a trap. Uh-huh. But then the description is like real sweet. He's like thanking fans You know, hey, man, it's oh, a grind. You know, anybody who's ever listened to the Roz and Mocha show or my show, you know, thank you so much. So he puts a real sweet sort of like sentiment behind it. Mm-hmm. But the picture itself is trap all trap, so right? Say it's a little thirst? Come on now. And I'm not uh, saying there's anything wrong with that. 
it. Yeah, you, you want me to just own up to it? No, no, I don't even need you to own up to it because I know I know what it is. Yeah, I own up to it, right? Shem's sitting here looking like Thanos. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> your arm is massive. Thank dude. you. Thank you. Oh, Jim, man. You might as well, in your right hand, right? You might as well in this photo be wearing the infinity gauntlet. <laughs> so did it work? Yo, I got a first I got a lot of comments from people firstly thought that I was leaving. Um, which I didn't realize. Oh, that let, in me, the let me let me read you because I, I do this to Maury too, so I might as well do it to you. I gotta put my glasses on. Okay. Five hundred and uh, sixty-seven likes. Light work for you, uh, blue checks. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> 40. Yeah, you got 40, uh, 44 comments here. Here, hold on here. Let me, let me, uh, I'm not going to forget about the comments. I want to know what's in the DMs. That's what I, that's what I want to know. So, uh, Shem wrote this, uh, it isn't always easy, but there isn't one moment that goes by that I'm not grateful to be doing what I do every day. Mm, if you've ever taken even a second to listen to the Raza Mocha show or even my show, Thank you. Um, so great sentiment, right? Yeah. Great sentiment. Thirst, thirsty picture. I'm not saying it's not the truth, right? I'm just saying you wrap something, you take one thing, and then you wrap it in another way, right? Yeah. So it's like you you feel one thing when you see the picture where you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. here we go, mm-hmm. right? And then you read it and you're like, oh, because it would have been easy for you to be like, whew, nothing, like no comment. And then people totally. would have been like, oh, my God, those arms. But when you wrap it like that, people are then forced to attach themselves to the sentiment as opposed to the picture. So the comment section is all people who have attached themselves to the sentiment of the post. But now, the DMs <laughs> yes. is the place where people were commenting on the photo, correct? Let's go take a look at the DMs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was a little early. Let's do the deep dive but, right uh, now. More, you, you had to have been impressed with Shem's post. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I got it right away. I knew exactly what he was doing right away. Oh, let's Look see here. You. Shem. Uh, I knew exactly what he was at doing. At Shem, by the way. Yeah, unknown says, follow. unknown says, oh my God, don't give me a heart attack. I thought you were leaving, but I really like your arms. <laughs> see, I told you, right? I told you. Someone says, I told you. I told you. Uh, you're a little bit of a goofball, but you know, I really enjoyed listening to you this week on the show. Looking great. Looking Fire great. emoji. Oh, fire. That means something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hold on. Someone else yeah. says. Um, oh, great picture. The studio looks fantastic. You look better. Oh, Ooh. Yeah, see, it works. I told you that. I wow. knew. I knew. Well, those are just a sample. Of the that's, just, that's, <laughs> a small, that's a small sample <laughs> size. That's, a, that's, just a, that's just a small. That's just Thanos a small out here sample. taking over planets. Uh, but yeah, but no, people thought you were leaving. Cause, yeah. Because Maury's, Maury's done posts in the past, too, where people thought he was My leaving. My recent post, the comments on the, the beard are insane. Yeah. Yours are working. Look, Yours are working too. There's a lot of thirsty ladies out there. Ladies, <laughs> that yeah. does nothing for you though. That's that. That's. Do you take that as a fail or a win? Oh no, I take that as a win. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm send that my way, man. Yeah. You, why? Uh, why are you hanging on to all that action over there? The what? lady action more. Let's well, see here. I'll take Somebody what I can said. Get. Uh, you look very manly <laughs> with your beard. <laughs> Your beard looks great. Yeah, a lot of people like the, the beard. Is a full man. vibe, which is funny because you've been talking about growing a beard more for years now. And like, the amount of like product I have years. to put in this thing daily. To Why just are you keep putting it? product in it? I have shampoo, conditioner, spray, spray. Did you buy like boner p- or not? Boner. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, yes, but not for the beard. But, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> Growth pills for your beard. Right? Yeah, he's on PEDs. Please look at for his beard right now. For his Sorry. beard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. I could now retire. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, beard looks great, Mario. <laughs> Shut your arms. Look chat. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. This Dave Coulier story is crazy. Uncle Joey? Do people know who, do people remember who Dave Coulier is? Full House. Yeah, Uncle right? Joey on Full House. But people generally remember, right? Like sure. that's the, okay, good. Um, so years ago when Alanis Morissette, because this song is like got super popular again through TikTok and everything else. Um, when Alanis Morissette released You Ought to Know, the mm-hmm. story, like the rumor way back when was that that sort of like vicious song, right? Like so where somebody did her wrong. Yeah. At the time, people had a really, like, a, a tough time believing that it was Dave Coulier who was the inspiration for that song from Because Full he was House. just this lovable goof. Right. Did we Uncle know Joey. right out of the gate that who was about No, it, was, it wasn't that long after, but, it, like, it was the rumor started. Like, I remember that song was still popular when the rumor started. Uh, the right? song You Ought to Know, by the way, sounds like this. And that's not the only song on the album, too. That's uh, that's about him. <clears throat> and he has said a few things over the over the years about sort of being the inspiration for that song. But the one thing that I've never heard Dave, Dave Coulier talk about was when he realized that he was the inspiration for that song. And he was doing a podcast uh, the other day and told the story. I'm driving in Detroit and I hear the hook for You Ought to Know, Come on the Radio. And I'm like, wow, this is a really cool hook. And then I start <laughs> listening to the lyrics going, ooh, oh, no. Oh, I can't be this guy. Oh, no. And I went to the record store, bought the CD, and I went and I parked on a street and I listened to the whole record. And there was a lot of familiar stuff in there. And I thought, oh. I think I may have really hurt this woman. Years later, we reconnected. She couldn't have been sweeter. And I said, what do you want me to say when people ask me about this relationship? And she said, you can say whatever you want. So she was really sweet about it. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Tell them it's about you. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess after all these years, I don't think it maybe you know, it, it, it doesn't hurt as much. And then, and then at the end of that interview, Dave Coulier told this really like beautiful story of where Dave Coulier's um, sister was dying. She had cancer and she lived in Detroit. And Alanis was living in Toronto at the time. And, and this is po- way post-breakup, like way after um, Jagged Little Pill came out. And I guess Alanis drove from Toronto down to Detroit with a guitar and like played guitar in, in, in Dave Coulier's sister's hospital room. Really? For. Yeah. So, so, nice. so I guess the relationship is fine. But that's, you know, that's the sort of thing. And Dave Coulier was, you know, right about it. He's like, well, what do you want me to say? Like, mm. I can say, you know, I didn't do all those things or whatever. But, you know, that's, but then that's, more that's, questions get asked. Yeah. Or I can say that I, I was and then they're going to want details. So, like, what do you want me to say? And Alanis was just like, say whatever you want. I'm like, oh, God. So it's up to me. Yeah. Right? It's up to me. It's up to me now. Even more awkward. That's crazy. Has anybody ever done anything like that? Like, have you, have you ever even got a letter from somebody like that, that harsh? Like, not even released publicly. But, like, have you ever? Because I no. stopped dating before social media and everything. Like, nobody ever wrote a song about me. But, like, has anybody ever said anything bad about you, Sham? No. 
know. I don't think so. I mean, unless, unless, unless my ex-wife dropped an album oh. that I don't know about. Oh, damn. Um, Jeez. This should be your album, not her album, bro. That. Yes. Right? Uh, no, yeah. not that I can think of, honestly, no. 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 Maury? Oh, God, we don't have time. Oh, please, your list of two. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. I bumped into Shawn Mendes again. You did? Where? Okay, this was... Okay, Saturday. wait, wait, pause for a second. So the last time, Maury... That you bumped into Sean Mendez, you really blew it, right? Well, I guess. I'm trying to remember how you. Well, there was it. obviously the first time in the Junos when he came over and hugged me. Yeah, yeah. Then no, there no, was no. the time where Matthew and I were walking the dog, and he was walking towards us, and I went, "Sean." Oh, right. Yeah, you said it like a dad, like you were his father or something, right? <laughs> yes. And he didn't respond. And he you, just sort of went, hi. Yeah, and you thought that you were being, like, coy, coy. and I'm not going to blow your cover, but I need to have a moment with you in front of my husband. Yeah, I didn't want to so, not say anything, and then you, then I was worried that he would spend the rest of his day wondering if I ignored him. Right. <laughs> so that's right. So you guys were passing on the street, right? Yeah. And you went, Sean, <laughs> under your breath, right? <laughs> so weird, dude. It's so weird. So you uh, had you seen him since or no? No, no, because he was sort of, I guess, doing part of his tour. Okay, yeah, yeah, And right. so this was on oh, Saturday. Oh, that's right, because he, he, he took days, he's, he canceled shows, right? Yeah, so I think his next yeah. one is July 31st in okay. Toronto. So this was Saturday. This was Saturday, and I was walking to pick up dinner at Boston Pizza. Yeah. So I was in, like, I what, guess, like, What'd you get at clothes. Boston Pizza? Okay, great question. I got the pierogi pizza. Yeah, pierogi pizza. Yes. Hold on a second here. Is it pizza with pierogies on it? Or no, do they it's take the everything? stuff. It, they sort of make the pizza taste like a pierogi. So it's pizza, and on it is like sour cream, like bacon mashed potatoes, bits, and mashed cheese, pota- <laughs> like potatoes. That's a very heavy pizza. That is heavy, dude. Yeah, but it really tastes like pierogi. That's heavy. Were you? That Sean didn't recognize you because you were bloated. I bet, huh? Well, this is on my way to pick it. Oh, up. okay, good. Okay, yeah. okay. So you're you're going uh, with a truck to pick up a, a, a 27 pound pizza. Okay, go so ahead. So I was grubby clothes and no glasses, so I couldn't really see. Right. So I am on my phone. Yeah. And I look to my right, and there's an SUV, and the window rolls down. But I'm squinting, and I now my fear is that he thinks that I was looking at him like he's gross. So he's rolled down the window, and all I see is him sort of like waving, right? To you? To me. Okay. And I went, I looked, I yeah. squint, and I'm like, hi. <laughs> and I'm, so now it's even worse because I was like... But how do you know it was him, though? You yeah, how do you know his, it was him? You weren't, you weren't wearing your glasses. I squinted, and then it came into focus, and I realized, okay, he's sitting in the front seat passenger side, and the back seat is his security. Right. And he's on a way to his house. Right. And then, so he waved to you. Yeah, and I'm squinting, and, and then I squinting. got it. I'm like, I realized, I'm like, oh, it's Sean. Hi. How do you, so you don't even have your glasses, and you have a beard now. I'm surprised he recognized you. Probably the body, huh? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> what? I was going to say the nose, but... What? What? <laughs> what? What? I wasn't going to... What? That's not... I was just saying, sometimes you recognize people for different things. Sure. Right? Yep. You know, <laughs> like... What? That's Why is that offensive? It's not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> why are you looking at me like I said something offensive? You didn't. Okay. <laughs> why is Mocha acting weird? I don't know. It's super weird. Why? Why? Why is Mocha acting? Sean. <laughs> why is Mocha acting weird? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Conan Gray did the uh, national anthem for the MLB All Star Game. A lot of people going in on oh, Conan really? Gray, saying they're com- they're saying they're saying w- that it's worse than Fergie. Now, 
I know you have to be some kind of odd to be worse than Fergie. Mm-hmm. I just think that this is coming from people who have no idea who Conan Gray is. Because they're not 12-year-old girls. They don't know who Conan Gray is. I don't know what a Conan Gray is. Right, exactly. He's a, he's like a, he's a pop singer. <laughs> 12-year-old girls love Conan Gray. Okay. Right? Okay, yeah. so here's a little bit of Conan Gray doing the uh, Star Spangled Band. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's Shen's shaking his head. No, 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 no. Any is there anything redeemable in this show? Uh, he sounds passionate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like he loves his country. Here we go. Okay, it's like, right? Like it's not horrendous that I'd rip him apart for it. No, but people were really going in on him. This isn't worse than Fergie. That's what I said. Yeah, hold on. Oh, not bad, right? Not bad. Yeah, that's okay. It's not an easy song to sing. It's not the best, but it's also not the worst. It's definitely not comparable to Fergie. No. Oh, last note, last note, last note. Does he go up? Does he go up? Oh. He went down, but not all the way down. That's... He's Ten a, people clapping. The problem is that he's just a touch. He's just he's okay. It's, it's a little under where he but needs to hit. He's yeah. not this. Oh no. Yeah, like he's not at that level where he needs to be remixed, right? Ooh. Like, I don't think Conan Gray needs to be remixed like this just yet. It was pretty good, actually. Yeah, because it was just, it was, no. like Conan Gray was just underwhelming. Like it wasn't to say it was bad because like you can't, like you, like you said, you can't remix it. There's really nothing about it that you yeah. can pick out and like pick a mistake. It was just an underwhelming performance, but you know. He's okay. He's a pop star, and that's not an easy song to sing. And probably nervous as hell walking out there. For sure. Right? Like, nobody knows who he is in that place. It's okay. Right? It's fine. It was fine. It was fine. I'm not offended. No. Right? No. No, because they always choose people. Like, remember Macy Gray did it, too? Like, everybody had lots lots to say about Macy Gray doing the anthem, too. Like, it's just, it's a difficult assignment to go in and do the national anthem. Yeah, that's Fergie. Right? The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. James, how you doing, man? It's Roz and Mocha. Not too bad. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. Uh, welcome to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What in your life needs fixing? Uh, so my dad doesn't think I can handle taking over the family business. Ooh, you wrote us this. Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. I've worked for my father for years... Uh, he's now much older and his health isn't so good. He has always wanted me to take over his landscaping business. It was always the plan. Now he suddenly tells me he doesn't think I can handle it. And I've pushed for this for years. I've quit other side jobs just to help him. Now he tells me he doesn't think I can handle it. Uh, now I don't know what to do after training myself for years for this. Uh, what do I do guys? Jeez. You're like uh, Claire and Jay on modern family. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly right. Yeah. Uh, So why do you think he's telling you that you can't handle it? I'm not sure. I mean, throughout the years I developed an anxiety disorder, but other than that, like, you know, sometimes I may have a panic attack once like a year, but other than that, like, I mean, I'm the first one there, last one to leave. I, you know, I always push for excellence and, yeah, I'm not but, sure. But obvious, obviously, when your dad says, I don't think you can handle it, you had this, you, you, I'm sure, asked, what is it that you feel I can't handle? I did not ask that, to be oh. honest with you. Like, my dad's a very straightforward Portuguese senior citizen now, so he's very old school, and he doesn't really talk about things. Even if I ask him, he just brushes stuff off. How long has he had this business for? Oh, God, probably 30 years. Yeah, man, that this is his baby, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, for me, I think that he looks as the, at this as like this is his empire that he's built, and he's not ready to let it go. Oh yeah, that's what everybody thinks, mm-hmm. right? But you know, but he's going to like he's going to have to he's will get to the point where you know he can no longer do this, right? Oh, hundred percent. He's kind of there almost. So, are you pissed that he doesn't have the sort of faith in you and the trust in you, or are you pissed that you're still like you're not making that sort of money that you would running the business? Well, no, I mean, I'm not pissed at that. I mean, I, I make a fairly decent amount because I mean, I I kind of run the show already, but yeah. I want him to retire and you know enjoy his life. But like you said, it's his baby. I mean. I think he just has a hard time letting it go. Even if he does retire, quote unquote, retire, he'll still be like sticking his nose in the business, right? And oh, trying he'll to be tell breathing him. down my neck nonstop. Totally. Still trying to tell you what <laughs> yeah. to do, how to run the business, even though you may have like some other uh, ideas or, or other ways of running the business, he'll still still be involved. Did you and your dad, dad bond a lot when you were a kid? No, no. So here's the, there's another part of this that may be worth exploring, which is... If your dad and you didn't do a so like you don't have a lot of sort of like those father son bonding moments in your lives, right? Yeah. Um, your dad may look at this as the thing that you guys bonded over, and maybe the only thing that you guys have done sort of together, right? That's a good and, way of putting it. And, and if he walks away, he no longer has that. Yeah, no, that's true. I never thought of it that way. Right? Like maybe it's not the job that he doesn't want to walk away from. Maybe it's you. Like I said, he's an old school man. He never talks about but his you would feelings. Ne- but, so. you would, but you would never know that if he doesn't talk about his feelings. You would never know 100%, that. 100%, yeah. You, you would never know, right? A lot of yeah. old school guys that don't talk about feelings, it doesn't mean they don't have them. Yeah, no, I know. 
Or maybe he just thinks you're a schmuck. <laughs> that could be it. Yeah, you're his idiot son, right? Yeah, trust. yeah. Maybe just maybe maybe just thinks you're an idiot. It's one of those. It's either you know, it's either what Mocha said, like he just you know he doesn't want to let his empire go, or with you he doesn't want to let you go, or he just thinks you're an idiot. Well, I come from him, so what does that say about him, right? Well, exactly. I would start with that. I would start with that next time you have that conversation. Um, I think that you I think that you need other family members involved in this. Uh, like, is your mom still around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I spoke with my mom about it. She never wanted me to do this anyways. Years ago, I, I wanted to explore different career options, so yeah. I went to the union and um, did some electrical utility work in construction, and um, I was happy doing that. But then my dad, you know, his health started not doing too well, so I ended up quitting to come and help him, and that just kind of set my mom, not set her off, but she wasn't happy about that. How was your dad with that when you had to come in and help him out? Did he sort of resist? Oh, he was happy. He was happy. Okay, okay. Yeah, listen, I think he likes having you around, man. Uh, but I think that you need to get other family members involved in this. Yeah, big time. Uh, I, I, you can't do this uh, all on your own. Or, James, if you really want to be petty, you could start your own competing landscaping business. Ooh, I tried to do that when I was, like, in my early 20s. Oh, and he got did you? furious. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe that's why he doesn't want to give it yeah. up. He's still <laughs> pissed at that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe he is. Maybe he's still holding on to that grudge you know um, well yeah no he is a petty person sometimes so yeah oh. sounds it um, <laughs> i i think that this starts with with uh with tough conversations and when i and when i mean tough conversations you know i just mean that your dad's gonna have to open up a little bit because if he doesn't feel that you can do this you need to at least know why you're owed that for everything that you guys yeah. have gone together and just even the fact that he's your father um, you are owed that. If he doesn't think you can handle it, he needs to tell you exactly what he doesn't feel you can handle. Yeah, no, that's, exactly. That's where that's where this starts. That's where this it starts. Yeah. It starts with a conversation. Listen, when you get a when you get a man, okay, who has never talked about his feelings, and he raised a son, who I'm sure you're not like the first to offer feelings. When you got to sit those two people down to talk feelings, it's very difficult, and you guys will need help with it. Yeah, well, actually, I'm kind of the polar opposite. I'm a pretty emotional person with your father talking about feelings with your father no No. see this is what i'm saying you guys you know you get two people who don't talk about feelings with each other and that's what you have to do and you need help you need other people in that room with you yeah i know could you could you trip him and like maybe like (laughs) you know what i mean like nothing like no head injury but like a knee you know what i mean recoverable (laughs) but he's gonna be out of the office for a little while nick him with the string yeah yeah Yeah, you know, something like that. Just a little cut right? the ankles. Yeah, just something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there, you got some options there, James. All right. All right. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Right, brother. No worries, man. You have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Did you guys see the uh video on Friday on Britney's IG when she was singing Hit Me Baby one more time? No. So she posted uh this is me yesterday doing laundry. And separating clothes. And it's like a long post, right? So, <laughs> All Britney's posts are long posts. She said, I, I haven't shared my voice in an extremely long time. Maybe too long. And here's me playing at my house with a different version of Baby. Hit me, Baby, one more time. Oh, baby, baby, how was I supposed to know that something wasn't right here? Oh, baby, baby, I shouldn't have let you go. And 
out your right outside and show me how you want it to be. Tell me, baby, cause I need to know now. Because my loneliness is killing me. And I, I must confess, I still believe. When I'm not with you, I lose my mind in me. I'm trying to picture in my head right now if she was on The Voice, if any of the judges would spin around. No. I don't think they would. You don't think so? No, I think, no, no listen, that is that is an iconic pop record with an, with an iconic chorus and melody that you just, I, I can't hear that again. Man. I think no. that no. because it's so widely known that yeah. Britney throughout her career has relied heavily on production. Sure, to but mo- everybody else has Help to. beef up a voice, right? Yeah. Um, in the Instagram post, in the caption, she says, well, I've asked for what I wanted for 14 years, a different version of Baby, but have the producers actually work for me and put it together. A start, but as the team said no mm. and serves me with four girls, my sister included, doing a five-minute version of four remix songs to a T, not even having to give effort or dance, just shot it beautifully, and the sound was new. They ruined it for me. Embarrassed me and made me feel like absolutely nothing. The truth is a F and B, and then she goes on and on and on and on. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. She, like, really went off. So is this the version she wants, then? I think she's Something wanting to... Something like that? Yeah, she wants to, I guess, reimagine her own song and release it the way she's always envisioned, or at least lately has envisioned for the song to uh, to sound like. See, I think that Britney should, instead of going in the studio and doing new Britney music and everything else, I think Britney should reclaim everything and re-record, do what Taylor yes, Swift did, exactly. and re-record her stuff the same way, just a little different, a little bit more mature. I think that that's what people, I think that that would be good for her, first yeah. of all. Um, because she, I'm sure she has so many traumatic feelings for most of her catalog and what she went through just being forced to sing those songs that I think that she needs to do something where she can kind of retake ownership of what she did But the did question musically. is, can she even do that? Like, who owns all that music, right? Who owns the rights to everything? She may own literally nothing. Yeah. Right? To get all of that back. She probably wouldn't even yeah, be but able if to. Own the, if somebody else owns the right rights, even like with Taylor Swift or whatever, you just re-record it, right? Then yeah, well, they no, but, have the rights. Well, Taylor, yeah, but Taylor Swift version. wrote them, right? Mm-hmm. She just doesn't own the publishing for them, right? Like Britney they, didn't write any. I don't think Britney wrote any of any of these things. She should still record, re-record them all, though. She really should, and not yeah. like that, like not like that version of i know in between switching the laundry yeah and you know the only reason she did that was she's one of these people that is like oh my god the acoustics in the laundry room are so good y'all right listen to me (laughs) the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast have you seen the rehearsal yet Mm -mm. yes oh my god there's only one episode so far yeah so what is it so the rehearsal is uh what's the guy's name no nathan 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 fielder nathan fielder And he did a show called Nathan for you a while ago, which was like four seasons where he helps. He helped out businesses. I watched one of the episodes the other day. Nathan what? Fielder? Fielder. Yep. Fielder. 
um, where he helps out businesses, but he's just like this. He's he's like a comic, right? And he's just like he's yeah. super eccentric, and he comes off like it's just, so he's weird. such a personality. Oh, he's from Vancouver. Yeah. And okay. So his first show, Nathan, for you, mm-hmm. um, like he, there was a uh, like a froyo place in California where business was not great. And he himself just would go to businesses and to people to help them with their business, right? Oh, to like help. Bar Rescue. Yeah, like Bar Rescue. <laughs> with John Taffer. So in, in the, the first episode of Nathan for You, he went to this Froyo place and this guy was like struggling to get business in and they were coming up with, um, with uh, marketing ideas. And then his suggestion, Nathan's suggestion, was to do um, poo-flavored Froyo. Okay? And he's like, like, that's going to drive customers here. He's like, you'll have 100,000 people here. Everybody just wanting to come and try the poo-flavored Froyo. And then so they go and they find this place where they manufacture artificial flavoring and everything else. And they get it all done. And then they do big signs and and promoting the fact that they have... and this was like a real... A real Froyo place. A real place. Yes. Real circumstance. Yes. And he was being for real with these owners yes right and then so they create this poo flavored froyo yeah and then um fans do like people do come in to try it and then at the end of the episode um uh nathan nathan walks up to the guy and he's like hey listen i just want to say i was in a restaurant the other night and i looked over and i saw some mouse poo on the floor and i realized that like it just turned my stomach completely and like i couldn't i couldn't eat there and then so i've been reconsidering my idea and i'm thinking that maybe having something related to poo in a place where you serve food isn't the best idea anyway okay bye and he, <laughs> and he leaves right and he leaves and the guy's like this is what i was trying to tell you oh <laughs> right? no so that was his first show so his second show the rehearsal he meets people he put out craigslist ads yeah where he meets people who have something that they need to do whether it's tell the truth to somebody in their life whether it is um to like get over some sort of obstacle that they've been avoiding or they're terrified of or whatever this sort of thing is in Mm -hmm. their life and what he does is he gets a hold of them and they rehearse the scenario over and over and over again. Oh. But what they do is he in a warehouse, like if this, if the confession is going to happen in a bar, mm-hmm. he has a warehouse where they reconstruct every single aspect of that real life bar where this is all going to go down and then he has actors who study the person he's going to be talking to and how they would react and they have ways of getting a hold of these people and they run these scenarios a hundred times with every single possible variable that could go wrong um so they get it so they get it right so here's where where does this show air crave crave yeah 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 yeah. but uh, but play a little bit of the trailer right now this is when he oh what's that sham what? I have it. Okay, I have it. Let me let me play you a little bit of this right now. Well, it's it's Mocha has it too. Okay. He does. What do you mean? He is it the it. same one? Pro, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This conversation's going pretty well, right? Okay. I, I mean, do you think so? I don't so, know. I'm so far, so good. I mean, we've been having fun, yeah. I, I assume. We've been yeah. sharing some laughs so far. Yeah. I hope to continue that way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's no accident. Everything that's happened so far today... I've rehearsed it dozens of times. These exact words in a replica of your home with an actor playing you. Okay. Remember a couple of weeks ago when the gas company came by because of a leak in your building? Yes. Well, there wasn't a leak in your building. That was my team. Oh my God. Yeah. So 
And when you gave them access, they secretly made a digital map of your entire home. Oh my God. <laughs> we then recreated every detail of the space as a physical set in a warehouse a few miles from here. And with the help of a fake you, I could practice every single permutation of this interaction and have a plan for it. And we tried over and over. Hi, hey. Nathan. Hi. Hey. Hey. Nathan. Hi. Hi, hi, Nathan. Bro, it's crazy. The show is wild. So the question Matthew and I had when watching this is, is this real? Like the guy that's in this scene, he's a real person, right? Like it's not. Like the yes. whole show, the whole whole show is not scripted. It's a reality show. It looks. I mean, to I, I we couldn't I, fi I, watching this. Yeah. Our minds were blown. We couldn't wow. figure out which part was it's staged so, or not. Yeah, it's so wild. The show is so wild. It's called the rehearsal, and it is one of the most out there bonkers shows uh -huh. I have like ever. And it, Ever seen, and it just started. Just Only started. Yeah, there's the other one. Episode two is on Friday. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the yeah. rehearsal. I'll have it's to check that the out. Rehearsal. Check it out. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. After two long years, our friends the Wiggles are back on tour in Canada and have 24 dates right across the country, kicking off at the end of September in Nova Scotia, wrapping up in Vancouver a month later. Always great to have them on the show. Welcome back, Anthony and Sahai, aka the Blue Ed Yellow Wiggle. <laughs> G'day, Roz. G'day, Mocha. Hi, How guys. Are? How are you doing? We're doing great. We just arrived from Australia for two days, 23 hours traveling, just to come on this show, and we're so happy we did it. Uh, you guys travel like like I've never like you guys. It's like eight nine months out of the year. So hi, first of all, how are you? How's the travel uh, for you? Getting used to it all. Anthony's been doing this forever. How is it for you? It's definitely different. I've never been on the plane as 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 many times as I have this year or in the past few months. But I'm absolutely loving it. Meeting all different people, going to new places. And first time in Canada, so I'm absolutely stoked to be here. <laughs> are, are, are you ever, um, not confused, but do you ever forget which city you're in on any given any given day because of the tour schedule, because you travel so much? Yes, definitely. Oh. <laughs> I definitely have to remember where we are. <laughs> do they have to Do they have to write a note and leave it, like stick it to the, uh, the, the front of the stage so you remember, like in case you want to give a shout out to that city that you're in? Like, do you have someone that writes yeah. something that, like that so, so you guys remember? Yeah, yeah. Usually our tour manager, Luke, will always tell us where we are right now <laughs> before we introduce. <laughs> so funny. Uh, uh, Anthony, you, you guys are so uh, popular here in uh, in Canada. Why do you think it is that Canadians love the Wiggles so much, Anthony? Uh, I, it's honestly a mutual admiration because we love coming to Canada. It's been three years uh, since we've been here. And uh, I, th I think Australia and Canada uh, share the same energy. You know, it's very same sort of outlook. And, uh, you know, we like a good time and, and uh, look after each other. You know, I think it's, I, I really think the two countries get on well. We're talking to the Wiggles on the Raz and Moga show. Uh, Anthony, now I want to know what it was like for you guys to perform at a Kid Leroy show. Uh, he and his fans grew up watching you to then share a stage together. Like, what can you tell us about that experience? Uh, it was, it was amazing. It was probably more of a spin out with so high. So, uh, because she's Kid Leroy, absolute nut. Yeah, I, we all knew who the uh, who Kid Leroy was, and and like a lot of the OGs were like, oh, cool. But then when we saw how how big like his fan base was, and it was just a, amazing to like that he was a fan, just like I was. Like, at, um, as a, like growing up with the Wiggles and to yeah, see him, he he, had, he showed us a photo uh, when he was younger, 
Um, and you know how we do the wiggle fingers? You know those wiggly fingers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, he showed me a photo that he got with me. And I said to him, I'll do the wiggle fingers. And he put up his root finger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because the footage that we saw uh, on stage uh, in Australia, in Melbourne, the, the show that he did, you guys had like the entire stadium jumping up and down, singing your songs. And I know you guys did like an eight-minute set. It was incredible. Yeah, that, so we had like 20-year-olds uh, singing fruit salad, yummy, yummy, hot potato, and tutu, chugga, chugga, big red car. And uh, the kid was fantastic. He, uh, we gave him a Wiggles skivvy and a Wiggles guitar at the end of the show. And um, oh, no, it was a real, it was a spin-out for all of us. Because there's a different vibe. when you, the, the vibe in the room, when you're, we're used to hearing happy nine-year-olds singing along. But when you hear drunk 22-year-olds singing along, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know if you know the song, Johnny Works with One Hammer. But when when they, when you got fourteen thousand uh, drunk twenty year olds singing it, it's like the heavy metal anthem. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Uh, well, we are excited to have you back in the country. The uh, the Wiggles Big Show Tour, 24 cities right wow. across Canada. Wiggles.com. We, we, we we've got a song for you. We always sing oh. a song. Have we got enough time? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I told Sahai every time we come and see you guys, we do a song about you. I hope this translates over the phone. Here we go. That's your groovy guy in Canada. They're not amateur. On <laughs> <laughs> Kiss 92.5, we listen to them when we drive. Toot, toot, chugga, chugga, in the big red car. We got one more vote for you. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Ross makes us think. Muck is always joking. He's always joking. <laughs> Ross wrote a book. A little bit broken. Hey! On Kiss 92.5, we listen to the mess we drive. Toot, toot, chugga, chugga, in the big red car. Wow. Hey! The Wiggles, ladies and gentlemen, the big show tour. Tickets on sale Friday, wiggles.com. And like we said, 24 cities right across Canada. Anthony and Sahai, a.k.a. Blue Wiggle and Yellow Wiggle, uh, thank you so much. It's always great catching up with you guys, and uh, we appreciate you sharing your time with us on The Roz and Mocha Show. Thanks, guys. Thank you. you. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. How you doing? Good, homie. Why y'all dress up today, Maury? Oh, I have, a, I, have a, I have a lunch. You have a lunch? I have a to-do. What time's your lunch? 11.30. Why, so why y'all dress up now? What am I going to do, go home? I don't know. You're wearing like a suit jacket. Oh. What are you wearing under the suit jacket? Like under my shirt? No, like under the suit jacket. Just oh, like my, a t-shirt? No, my, my Burberry hand-me-down shirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who's, your, who's your lunch with? Oh, I'm going to an opening of a hotel. Oh, God. What are you getting for free today? Oh, lunch. No. <laughs> oh, so you're not you made it sound like a power meeting. Yeah, you're not <laughs> going for lunch. You're going to like an event that you're well, invited to. What sounds better? I'm going to a lunch or yeah, I'm on a list for nah, free I don't food? Know. Yeah, I because don't. going for lunch, we when you say that, it yeah. sounds like you're going with like another person. It was like a planned date type of thing. No, well, I, there'll be not other date, people at the like, table. No, yeah, no, no, but no, you're going to like a media thing, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 Which yeah. hotel? Oh, the new W Hotel. Oh, beautiful. Where is it? 
on Bluer at Jara at Young. It's up the street from here. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, yeah. massive. Yeah. The pictures look amazing. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then from there, I'm going to see the uh, the new Barbie experience in Mississauga. <sighs> Jesus, man. What a Your day. Life. <laughs> what a day. So what are you getting for free there? Oh, nothing. I just want to see what it's all about. Oh, okay. I'm a Barbie fan. You know that. <laughs> he, he's a Barbie girl. Yeah, that's right. Didn't you, What wasn't there a whole thing with Barbie with you not that long ago? What was that thing? I wanted to get a free Hudson's oh. Bay Barbie. Hold on. But I, I... You text. Wasn't that something I texted, you texted the person. Me? No, I texted the person who was in charge of, of Mattel mm -hmm. saying, yes. oh my God, I would do anything for one of these Barbies, but it auto-corrected, oh my God, I would do anything for rabies. Right, that's what it was. <laughs> what would the person say? Can't help you out? <laughs> Good for you. Good uh. for, that's right. Oh, God. Uh, so you're all dressed up today. That's, look, that's all right. And um, how many suit jackets do you have? Like, do I own? Yeah. One, this one. That's it. Yeah, that was going to be my answer. It's yeah, just that one. exactly. It's just that it one because so I've I've seen that one before. I mean, I have my wedding suit, but I'm not going to wear my wedding suit. Oh, you should have. It's a W Hotel fancy. Yeah, man. fancy. No, you have I have time wear... to go home and change. No, I only wear the wedding suit thing for like funerals. Oh, oh no, I've geez, seen you wear it out man. like other places, like family things or whatever. But this, like, with jeans and a you know a, a light jacket. Wait, what it's shoes are you? Are you wearing your uh, slip-ons with no laces? Yeah. So the, so, so, the, so the only difference today between what you normally wear on a day, you just threw a, a suit jacket on that hasn't been dry cleaned in I don't know how long. Years. Well, it's No, it says no wrinkle. <laughs> it doesn't say no stink. <laughs> <laughs> I sprayed a nice cologne. <laughs> what cologne? What cologne? Which one? Um, Which free cologne from the mall? No, it was a little what free sample. What sample was it? Yeah, what sample, sample was it? Sample of Dior. Yeah. yeah. What's that smell like? How do you describe a Dior smell? I don't know. Like, is it is it floral? Is it uh, citrusy? I mean, is it's it... very masculine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does that smell like? Shem. Oh. <laughs> what do you smell like, Shem? You smell like, what do you wear, Tom Ford? Uh, no. no. I wear Versace blue, mostly. Oh, excuse yeah. me. And, but, I mean, but for me, it's not It's not really the cologne. It's the cocoa butter that I use. I was, yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah, is, that what, is, that, is that what that is? I, my, al my alternate cologne was going to be the perfume that I bought a sample of because it's the same one Madonna wears. Which is what? Portrait of a Lady. <laughs> <laughs> God, my God. You should have wore that one. You know, you know That's what? expensive. Yeah. You should put that on your Christmas list one day for your dad. <laughs> and, you know, when your dad's like, well, I just don't know what to get for Maury. Portrait you, of a lady. Yeah, you should just yeah. say, I, I could use I could use a new bottle of Portrait of a Lady. Yeah, on yeah, sale at like the bay. $550. Is it really? No, oh, it's not. Are you kidding? Madonna's it's perfume is $550? $550 a small bottle, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I've had some, like, the Tom Ford stuff is very expensive that I've sure. worn that I've worn before. Uh, and then the, the one that I have on today is very expensive, too. But, like, $500 for... And how big is the bottle? Small? Like a, yeah. Like 250 mil or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah really, like huh? tiny, yeah. And does it smell like a lady? You know, it, it's funny. It smells very masculine. Like, it doesn't smell ladylike. Right. Every, is, does everything you smell smell masculine, Maureen? Because I'm wondering if everything's okay at home. You know how sometimes, like, you know, like, when things aren't okay at home, you start seeing signs everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Everything seems to be fine. Uh -huh. yeah, why are you uh -huh. really going to the W Hotel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Our friend Classified released an incredible acoustic album last month called Retrospected that reimagines some of his biggest hits for the past 19 years. He's even got guest vocals from Canadian legend Jan Arden on there, which we'll get to in a sec. He's going on tour. Uh, so much to talk about. Classified, welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. How you doing, man? Good. How you doing, man? Doing good. Congratulations. Uh, Retrospected, the acoustic album is out right now. Uh, what an incredible piece of work this is, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Uh, a lot of people have different feelings about their catalog once you get to sort of a, a certain age or a certain point in life. What's your relationship and has it changed now with a lot of those songs? Mm, that's a good question. I guess with certain songs, you kind of look back and you go, eh, maybe I would have did this and that a little different. But that was kind of the beauty of this project is going back and kind of picking those certain songs that I was like, oh, I really liked how that song worked. Even if it wasn't a big single or had a video, it was like, okay, now I can bring a light to these type of songs. So it, it was a, it was kind of a celebration going back to some of these songs and kind of re revisit them. Uh, acoustic hip hop is something very few artists can, can pull off, let alone attempt. I don't even think I'd like to say this is the first hip hop acoustic album in the world. Yeah. Could be wrong, but I'm going to try to claim that for as long as I can. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've ever heard. I mean, I've heard like you know, sort of like you know, somebody online doing a cover and all this stuff where they sort of break it down. And yeah, it it, 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 yeah, wor yeah. it works. But to 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 you know, you're sort of like on your own with this, and it seems like like on paper, I'm just like God, like who would even try try that but when you listen to it did you know it was going to work as well as it does uh for certain songs i think i did but yeah like whenever i'd release a song the last few years especially with like trying to create content for internet tiktok and all that stuff we would always do like a stripped down version of songs and just hearing the fans reaction when we put it out it would just be you know my vocal a singer's vocal and either keys or a guitar I felt like, okay, people are taking these songs a different way. They're getting more out of the lyrics. So I was kind of expecting, like, I think these are going to work because we kind of did so many demo versions of it in the last few years on the come up. So with this album, Retrospected uh, Acoustic, was it like in the plan, in the works for like a long time? Is this something that you've always wanted to do? Or was it because of the feedback that you got from the fans that you thought maybe a full album of this stuff would work and is working. Yeah, no, it was never a plan. Never my wildest dreams of, you know, cause I'm a, I'm a producer as well. So I love the big beats, the bass and the drums and all that, but it was, it was the fans kind of giving me that reception going, I love when you break down songs. And you know, a few of them even said, I'd love to hear a whole album like this. Um, I need to find out from you. So good news is, is one of my favorite uh, songs from your last album uh, the the acoustic version you have Jan Arden singing on it. How did that collaboration happen? Did you reach out to her? Did she reach out to you? Like, did you have to DM her? Like, what was the the, the conversation? <laughs> Actually, well, it's weird that you asked that one because ninety percent of the people on this album that I have these guests, I have relationships with. with. I've worked with before, you know, done shows or whatever. With Jan, I had no relationship. Never did a show with her. Um, it was actually my manager who said, hey, I know Jan's manager. Would you be down if I sent her a couple songs, see if she might be down? And I was like, I didn't really think Jan was going to be down to get on the old hip-hop album. But I was like, hey, send it over, see what she thinks. And she came back. He's like, I love it. Love wow. the song, want to do it. And I was just, I remember I was on my phone with my manager in the backyard. I was just surprised. I was like, okay. And then she ended up doing the video, too, so. 
Got lucky with that one. Um, the other song I want to talk to you about is Accept It, because I have a love-hate relationship with this song. A lot of people do. I I've it. only ever mm-hmm. heard the song and watched the music video only the first 30 seconds. Right. Because the subject matter hits like no other song that Classified has ever put out. In the first 30 seconds of the music video, okay? Yeah. It's a guy quickly running through the hallway of a hospital, meets up with his family in the lobby, talks to a doctor. Doctor says, your mom has cancer. I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do for you. Right. And then find Mm -hmm. out a month later, the mom passes away. This is in the first 30 seconds of the video. I was getting tears in my eyes. I had to shut it off, man. I have friends that have gone through that and they told me they can't listen to that song. You know, because it is a very serious thing. I think so many people have gone through that situation and, you know, a lot of people, it brings back heavy memories of, you know, a moment that you don't really want to focus on. But for me, that's what music is, is taking these moments, these personal moments people go through. And, you know, maybe they're great moments, maybe they're the hardest moments of their life and, and just showing that other people are going through this, too. And, it, you know, I, I think it brings a sense of community at the same time of like, OK, he went through that as well. Yeah. You know, he's going through that. You know, maybe it makes it a little easier. But at the same time, on the flip. Like I said, I have friends, fans that were like, I, I heard the first line, man. I couldn't, I couldn't listen to the rest of the song. It's yeah. too much. The first 30 and seconds, I, I, beautiful, man. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you that right now. <laughs> 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 uh, classified, always so wonderful to have you join us on the Raz and Mocha Show. Uh, Retrospected Acoustic is out right now, and you're going to be going on a Canadian tour kicking off in October. If people want to get tickets for that show, where do they go, man? Uh, classifiedofficial.com. All right, my brother. Thank you so much for making time for us, man. We we really appreciate Anytime, you. man. Appreciate you guys bringing me on, as always. You got it. Take care, brother. See you guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So I guess Drake did get arrested, huh? Yes, he, yeah. he put a photo on his Instagram of the police report. Yeah, so his people had denied it because there was all these rumors that he had a run-in with Swedish police. Um, and then Drake posted a bunch of shots just partying in, uh, I guess Ibiza is what it was, but Mm -hmm. he had a stop over in Sweden and I guess it was like weed. Is that the, the deal? But now, so I guess as people, when the, the story came out that he had been arrested and they denied it, maybe it's because he wasn't arrested, but he was detained. detained. Yeah. So they weren't really what's the difference lying well arrest comes with with charges detaining is like detaining question and i guess you can let somebody go after that point but they 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 sent him home with a letter (laughs) like for his mom yeah and it's all folded up like he kept it in his back pocket too (laughs) he probably did right (laughs) yeah like like, i'll do this later gotta get this signed yeah (laughs) i gotta bring it back next week look at this What happened, son? Did you ever have to get that? Did you ever have to get stuff signed? Yes. Oh, when, all the time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Homework, when I was bad and I had to write lines <sighs> and my parents had to sign. It's the worst. Oh, now, man. do kids who ha- do well, like, you never have to have a good test signed, right? I remember it only being kids who got under a certain grade on a test had to bring it home to get it signed. And you had to get your report oh. card signed, too. Yeah. I had to get my report card signed. Oh, I don't yeah. remember that. But now, hold on, now with technology, you know, because kids can hide stuff, do they not just email an e-document to the parents for them to sign online? Uh, no, they still bring stuff home. Yeah. They still, yeah, yeah, they still bring tests home. Like we have like paper tests that Rox has done, but I remember it being like only a certain, because I, I, I always had a goal of like, I think it might've been like 
60% on something or something like that. Like anything above 60, you didn't need to get it signed. Yeah. But anything below 60, because 60 for me was a very important grade, I remember. Wanting to get 60, because if it was a 60, if it was a 60 and above, I wouldn't have to bring it home to get it signed. See, I never... And I always would like, get like a, in the 50s. If it was good, yeah. you never had to get it signed. No, right? home way more things that needed to be signed by oh same than anything and yeah. you leave it last minute so he doesn't have a chance to really look through it oh, like worst. dad i have I to leave to... in five minutes sign it now oh no, oh, no. i i oh now. man i would dread yeah. dread those moments yeah because i knew it was going to be followed up with a long conversation yeah. and then extra homework that my dad would assign me <laughs> Oh, that's right. If you did bad in school, you'd, you'd have to do you'd have to do oh, extra man. homework that your dad gave you. Yeah, that's the worst. But was your dad into into your schooling more at all? I mean, a bit, but he was more interested in like not being single. Right. He had other goals. He had his own goals. aside from his <laughs> child's education. Yeah. Right. The, the, other, the, other, the other priorities in his life were ladies. Yeah, but I, right. I remember him helping me on like some stuff. Like I had to make a collage or something, and he just did it for me. I'm just thinking back to my life right now. There would have been so many things that were in my life that would have been so much easier had my dad just been distracted by chicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like in a lot of ways, Maury. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy my parents, you know, were together for as long as they were, and everything yeah, else, course, right? But I'm just thinking there were a few times I really could have used my dad being distracted by chicks <laughs> to help me out of a jam. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Beaver's all better. Congratulations, yeah. Justin Bieber. I guess his does face mean, got is better. Is he going to go back on tour or something? Yeah, so no word yet about the um, U.S. states that he had to postpone, but he is restarting his world tour on uh, the 31st in oh, nice. Italy. Ah, buongiorno, yeah. Italy. <laughs> yeah, so his uh, Justice World Tour starts up again um, later on in the month. And uh, But uh, as far as the U.S. dates and the Canadian dates, I don't think that they have been rescheduled yet. They haven't. So I went to his website. All the U, all like over in there. Yeah. 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 So, uh, God, that was scary. But like there was mm -hmm. no update, right? Like he, mm -hmm. he released that one video uh, where his face was just like one side just did not work. And then. Well, there were photos that, of him like at a music festival and everyone was saying he looked like he but was you acting can't fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't tell in pictures though. Mm -hmm. Like it was that video that was just so like wild. Uh, but yeah, no, I guess he's, uh, I guess That's he, good, I guess he got over. I don't even know how you get over that. If, like, is it just time or is it like therapy or medication? Or? I wonder if they're just like waiting for, um doing like smaller performances just to see how he does or if like i guess maybe behind the scenes he's been practicing just to see um what doing a full set like if he could manage getting through well i think that these songs. shows in the uk were already booked mm. i think that he just he has to reschedule the ones that were canceled up oh, until okay, now okay gotcha, right? gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think that he's just going to continue on with the with the shows that were were booked like he was I supposed to be, be in Europe at shorter this point. sets I don't know. I mean, as he said, like, it seems like he's fine. I don't see, I couldn't see Justin Bieber going back on tour if he had to, you know, cut down the set. And I yeah. can't see his fans standing for that with the price of tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the price of OVO tickets for Drake? People, I, I saw know, that people what? freaking out about that too. I didn't even, you didn't, I didn't even you bother. normally, you normally yeah. try though at I least, even, right? I didn't even bother. They I didn't even nuts. Bother. How much were they? So for lawn seats, you're looking at well into like eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. No, uh, for lawns, lawn yeah. seats yeah. at Budweiser stage. It was Wait, ridiculous. resale or or like, for sale 
uh, at purchase point. so at, so uh, a lot of it was resale yeah. but when i initially um looked at it you're talking like five hundred dollars for lawn seats like at oh sale price my God. Yeah. which makes sense though if you're if you're no it doesn't that that no, that show's gonna make, that, not no, it doesn't. no no it doesn't sorry i mean from a business standpoint for them it's gonna make sense because it, it's gonna sell it no matter what right and yeah, people yeah. are gonna spend that money right it's crazy yeah it, but, but you're right it's, but it's but just because robbery. you can doesn't mean you should you don't even get a chair in the lawn right no it's yeah, highway just, robbery. Yeah, that's really that's like, jeez, man. What's the least amount you ever paid for a concert ticket? Three ninety nine, baby. Three ninety nine for who? Three ninety nine. What is? Oh, three oh, ninety. No, no, no. What's the least? Like, what's the the like from back in the day? Like, what show do you remember going to see, and how much did you pay for it? Like, not kids performers, like actual concert. actual an actual concert. Yeah, and not at like a club, but like a like a, like either an arena or a stadium I'd or like mine, an amphitheater. The amphitheater. With my very first concert was Brian Adams, and I spent fifty five dollars on the tickets. Really? Huh? Like on, no. on on what? One ticket or two tickets? One ticket. One ticket. Fifty five dollars on one ticket. No, I can't remember. Like nothing less than ninety something bucks. Really, huh? Yeah. I used to have. I don't have them anymore. But like when you were a kid, you would like keep all your concert stubs and all that. And the majority of them were twenty eight dollars. Oh wow! Right? Yeah, twenty eight, twenty eight bucks. Yeah. And then the best concerts were in the summer. You would get these sort of like touring rock shows where they would be mm. like you know three or four bands, and they would play Wonderland, Kingswood Music Theater at Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about concerts at wonderland was if you had a ticket for the concert it got you into the park for free right so the concert was at night and you would take the go bus from acton to wonderland first thing in the morning and ride roller coasters all day and then just go to a concert that night sure like it was incredible that, and, and that, like, and me, that was like that a, was like that was like 30 bucks that's probably the best deal yeah you could get. yeah that, that and that was that the whole day was like 30 dollars. yeah right so <clears throat> i don't know what the 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 cheapest i've paid for a concert ticket no huh i remember my my dad and i i think he spent about 20 bucks or whatever for Smokey robinson at ontario place i really huh it was great live by the way i yeah. remember i remember seeing grandstand for uh-huh. blue jays games yeah i remember because i was going with a friend and i had to get money from my old man to give to my friend's old man to pay for my ticket mm-hmm. and the highest price ticket was I think like sixteen dollars mm-hmm. or for something for something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the seats there were gone. It was off a bench, though. right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And there, plus, there were no. If you if you were past the foul line, you had to like scoot and look to the left because you were out, you of, were the out of the park. Like oh, the way they designed what? that stadium, you were literally out of the park you, and looking back into the park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it was the the grandstand was made for also football games. Right. Oh, and and, okay. and the, the so but it wasn't circular, right? It didn't go around. It just went long, like it was in one big giant row. So if you had seats at the end of the grandstand, <laughs> yeah. you would be okay, the equivalent would be this. If you were sitting in in, in like in uh in, in Rogers, right? Mm-hmm. And you were on the sort of left field line, like where the foul ball pole is, right? Yeah. Extend that out like another hundred and fifty feet. Oh god. But in a straight line where those seats are. Oh, out of the stadium. Out of the stadium and that, across the road. That's like super right? inconvenient. <laughs> like at that point, you're just sitting on Spadina. Yeah, but what do you want for what do you want for 15 bucks? <laughs> yeah, right? That's true. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. You guys remember like a few months ago, Netflix was saying that they were gonna start charging or they were going to experiment with charging um users a little bit extra if they wanted to share a password mm-hmm. with someone. So they're doing something similar now. I don't know how different this is from what they, with the sharing the password thing, but they announced yesterday that they're adding a feature where you can share a home 
with somebody for an additional cost onto your account of like three bucks or something. Yeah, which sucks because like you should be allowed to like if you go on vacation or whatever, right? Yeah. Like you should be allowed to bring your computer with you and log in anywhere. Like are you if not you're allowed? In a hotel plug the USB into the TV. Yeah, like you should be. You should be allowed to are do that. Are you not that. allowed to do that? No, but that that would be considered a second home. Because I remember when Jenna and I went to Spain. Yeah, I was able in the Airbnb that we stayed at. I was able to log into yes my Netflix account from there. Yes. Yeah, but how? But now that's going to be like. Is that going to be considered a second home now? What about those sticks, though, that you can bring that have your accounts on them? The Roku sticks or whatever? Yeah, but even even a Fire Stick, it's just, it's, oh. the, it's the IP address. Oh, right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is how they figure it out. It's not your account. You can log into your account anywhere. But, like, if you go and rent an Airbnb with your family for two weeks, right? Mm. You go on vacation or whatever, and you bring your Fire Stick with you. Are you paying extra to use your Fire Stick for two weeks in a, in a house oh, that's God. not yours? I thought you paying for know. your account, right? Like, you're paying for your account. Where you log in shouldn't matter. You're logging into the account you paid for. No, no. But what they're doing is they want to charge you an extra $3 a month to add a second house. I think that means if you can log in. I'm just in, trying to figure out how this is different from what they said that they were experimenting with. I think that's with the sharing, sharing password. Thing. Like if my dad wants to log into my account from his house, I yes. think that's the second house. Which he does, house. right? He, yeah, shush. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you see what your dad watches? Yeah. Yeah? What, but, does he, what does he watch? He's watching like old British shows and then calls me going, oh, this was really good. And I'm like, but it's from like 2005. Does he, ever, does he have his own profile or does he use your profile? No, he has his own profile. Oh, okay. No, because okay. then I then I'm he's gonna halfway watch through things I've already watched. Yes, right. Um, Do you ever go into his profile just to like see the history of stuff that he's been watching? Yeah, it's all like old man stuff. What does that mean, old man stuff? Like old episodes of Law and Order, Car- Coronation Street that he watches yeah. with Donna. <laughs> yeah, that's old lady stuff. Does, uh, <laughs> so does does his profile on your account? Is it shared? with everybody in the home or like does your stepmom have her own profile and do your brothers have no no it's profile? this that's the house profile like, oh, if anybody okay could just okay okay, turn it on. okay. Yeah, yeah. so they uh so you have like a whole second family using your netflix account wait is talking about this wrong what do you mean oh we've done it before yeah. Oh, okay yeah, yeah okay. totally but whatever yeah. like like there's no nobody they can't charge you yet but they will this is this is why you're the you're the reason why netflix wants to do this because i care because, about my dad oh my god no it's not because you care netflix is not charging you for being a loving son okay <laughs> they're charging you because you got a whole second family not paying for netflix yeah but it's a gift it's not a gift it's not yours to gift well who are they to say oh my god i don't know in terms and conditions? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the platform? Yeah. Please. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Julia, hello, it's Roz and Mocha. How's it going? Good, how are you guys? Good. What is on your mind? Uh, well, I haven't talked to my younger sister since before Christmas. Ooh, you wrote us this. Uh, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. We haven't spoken because I got her kicked out of her house. Oh, uh, she slept with a roommate's boyfriend, so I told her roommate and got her kicked out. We haven't talked since, but my uh, buck and doe, what's that? Uh, 
like like a Jack and Jill, like oh, uh, oh, oh, like a, oh, oh, I got, I got you, I got you. But my buck and doe is coming up in August, and my wedding is in October. Should I message her and invite her, or just leave it? Why'd you snitch? Well, um, we were actually kind of in the middle of a fight, and oh. her <laughs> her roommate is actually one of my best friends. Yeah. And so is the guy she slept with. Like, we're all in the same big friend group. Uh And uh, I asked her when she told me, I was like, so are you going to tell her the truth? Like, that was kind of rude of you to do. Like, you shouldn't be living your life like on a lie. And uh, she was like, no, I'm just going to deny it till I die. And then we got into this big fight. And then I was like, well, you know what? You're going to be like that and i'm just gonna throw you under the bus <laughs> oh, damn wow. so what were you guys fighting about before all of that happened it was about her ex-boyfriend um they had broken up and he was still really good friends with my fiance so we all went out for lunch one day and i didn't realize it was going to be a problem and then uh apparently behind my back she was calling me all these names and getting all mad that i hung out with her ex-boyfriend and i was like but why? Like, you broke up with him. Like, he didn't cheat on you. He didn't call you names. He didn't, like, he was so nice. You broke up with him, and you're mad that I had lunch with him with my fiance? Yeah, I can see that. Damn. Yeah. How long after they broke up did you hang out with him? Oh, it was, like, probably a couple months. So, in the time that she got kicked out, and you guys hadn't spoke since Christmas, like, was there mm-hmm. at least any, like, text messages that were exchanged, or, like, nothing? Nothing. Like, she deleted me off Facebook, Instagram, mm. everything blocked my number, and we haven't spoke. What about family functions that have happened or, like, any type of social gathering that has happened from Christmas time up until up until now? Oh, she doesn't show up. Oh, okay. She doesn't want to talk to you because what she's waiting for is for you to say that you did something wrong. Yeah, I think so. And I don't think that, you know, you inviting her is the sort of olive branch that you think it is because that needs to come with an apology. I see. Is okay. there 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 will be no let's just move past this. Yeah. Are you open to having a conversation with her? Not really. Like my oh. whole point was like it was more of like, you know, she's my sister. She should be at my wedding like just because it is a really big function in my life, but I'm not looking to like have the same relationship we did before. Like it's just always been drama and everything like that. And it's been really nice these past six months, to be honest, seven months. By the way, we're talking to Julia. Uh, Julia got her younger sister kicked out of her house because her younger sister was sleeping with her roommate's boyfriend, who is also friends with Julia. And then Julia snitched after a fight with her sister and told the roommate that uh, her sister was sleeping with her boyfriend. And I, I did it in a spite, but if we weren't fighting, I think I would have told Savannah anyways, because it's just not fair. Like, I probably would have told my sister, like, you know, if you don't tell her, I'm going to tell her. Like, yeah, but, really what, what, but, but what business is it of yours, mm. though? Like, why, why, are you, why are you so destructive? <laughs> uh, that's actually a really good question. Um, I think I just put myself in her shoes. Like, if someone else knew and no one told me, I would be kind of pissed. I like, get that. I'd be like, I, I get that. I get that. But that's not the reason you did it. You did it because you got into a fight. You did That's it. You, you did it to hurt your sister. You didn't do it to save oh, your yeah. friend. You didn't do it to save your friend's feelings. That's true. It's fine if, like, if y'all don't get along, right? And if you don't even want her at your wedding or your buck and dough or whatever. But if you're looking to salvage any part of the relationship, even if it's just with this one situation, I do think that you need to own up to what you did, and you need to have a conversation with your sister about it. 
And then if yeah. you guys decide to move on with your lives completely separate and she has, you know, no interest in going to your any of your wedding festivities, anything like that, then that's fine. But this is the situation that's kind of driving the stake in between y'all. Hey, so did they break up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. So, so obviously there has to be a conversation before any kind of like wedding invite or anything goes out. Yeah, but you don't even want her at your wedding. No, I was just thinking like it was. Like, I don't know. Like, I just hope I don't regret it because what she you, is my what, sister. The, the thing you feel right now is guilt. Mm. So that's why I, that's why I'm feeling like if I, like debating if I want to invite her you, or not. You did, you did something deliberately to hurt somebody else, even though that person inadvertently did something that hurt somebody else. Yeah, I guess so. Eh? Got some clarity there, Julia? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I have a lot of thinking to do now. Yep, you do. <laughs> All right, girl. Thank you for reaching out. No problem. Oh, can I say one thing before before I go? Sure. I was about to say I was talking to Maury last night on the phone, and I, what a great guy you guys all are. But he is amazing. It was so nice to talk to him one on one on the phone. Um, you guys are really lucky to have him on the show. <laughs> okay, hold on here. Now, like I want to believe you, right? Like uh-huh. I want I want to believe you because it's <laughs> like it's like I, I believe that that people have nice things to say about Maury. I do. But the way you just said that sounded like it was a setup. I'm very suspect about this. You know why it sounded suspect? Because it sounds like something that Maury would like script. Mm -hmm. And say, make sure before you get off the phone with the guys, you say this. Why, why well, are you did... ruining this for me? I'm not trying to ruin oh, sorry. it. I'm well, not what did you to... say, Julia? He, he what? He what? He did, he did what? Well, he, well, I said, I was like, am I allowed to say, like, you're one of my favorites on the show? He's like, you're allowed to say whatever you want. I would love it if you said that. <laughs> there we go. Here we go. The truth comes out. There we go. <laughs> it was a mutual conversation, guys. Uh, yeah. conversation. Uh, you had me right up until, you had me, when you say more, it's so much fun on the phone. We had a great time. I was with you. It was, it was when you said you guys are lucky to have him, where I was like, Hold on now. That's that's oh, mo- that, that's Maury said, talking. I never that's told Maury her to talking. say that. I never I don't know why all the snitches love me, yeah. but <laughs> oh! right? so much in common. Exactly. There snitches love snitches. There we go. All right, thanks, Julia. Love you lots. <laughs> no problem. Love you. Bye. Bras and mochas fix my life on KISS. Podcast, podcast, podcast. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Uh, news, news, news. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yes, sir. Are you ready? Of course, brother. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, new date for the weekend show in Toronto. So uh, he was supposed to kick off his tour at uh, Rogers Centre. He's now going to be ending it at Rogers Centre. September 22nd is the new date for the postponed weekend show because of the big Rogers outage that happened that day. Uh, Yo, you know they're going to be running new internet cables into that building, right? <laughs> Fans are asked to hold on to their original tickets uh, as they will be valid for this show. So that ain't too bad, right? Yeah. Uh, just found out I'm older than Benedict Cumberbatch. That's great. How old is Doctor Strange? 46. Okay. Well, you know, it's not like five plus years that you're older. I know. But he looks so old as Doctor Strange, though. How strange. Right? Did you see that? Does uh, he? Yeah, no. you don't think so? Mm-mm. No. No? No. He looks like how he should. Yeah, and you look like how you should, older than Benedict <laughs> oh Cumberbatch. <laughs> I wasn't hell, even going to go there. Right? Like, I was not going to say that. Like, I, I, it already hurts, right? And then, right. yeah, that's, that's. And then Deepa just puts her hand on the, the handle of the knife and just twists it. Yeah. And even then more. puts salt in the wound. You know when somebody's <laughs> like. You know when you have a dark thought, right? Where mm. you know you'll see somebody will like you'll leave a room, 
somebody will walk out of the room and then somebody will chase them and they'll go, oh, God, I forgot to tell you something. And then they open the door and they sort of hang out the door and they leave their hand on the sort of door frame to kind of hang out the door. And you get that one thought where you're like, God, I could crush all your fingers if I just walked up behind you and slammed the door right now. Right? You know what I mean? Like every night, yeah. like you have a dark thought, right? Like everything I say, Deepa goes dark thought, right? Yeah. So it's like everything I say, she slams the door on my fingers. Mm-hmm. Right, like every every single thing I Fingers say, crushed. I'm like I'm like I'm so upset right now because I just found out I'm older than Benedict Cumberbatch. And she, in Deepa's mind, she's like, "How can I make this even worse?" He slams the door yeah. right on my right on my knuckles. But That's the real question real is, great. how many more fingers do you have for me to crush after slamming the rest? This is why. Well, that's easy math. Right? Five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, true. <laughs> Jokes on me. I can't do math. Uh, <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, if you want to see somebody get defended. Defended. Much like whenever anybody says anything bad about Britney Spears, you get the defenders. Her guard comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And rightfully so. And the same thing happens anytime somebody tries to drag Drew Barrymore. (gasps) What are people saying about my Drew Barrymore? And Drew Barrymore released a video. This isn't the first time she's done a rain video, but she released a video where she's just like in the rain and she's just full of so much joy because it's raining. And so here's Drew Barrymore in the rain. (laughs) Whenever you can go out into the rain, do not miss the So why are people going in on that? Uh, There was a couple of comments where somebody had written, if I had exceeding amounts of intergenerational wealth, I'd love everything too. Oh, please. Oh, come on. Thank you. But Because where people forget, like there's a good portion of the population, okay, that doesn't know the world before social media could document it on that first day. Mm -hmm. They don't understand the world that happened before that. That's why all these trends keep coming back and people are like, look what I just discovered. And you're like, no, you didn't. That was a thing. But it only mattered post social media and people don't know drew barrymore's story uh-huh. and one of the most sort of poignant uh comments to the um drew barrymore uh story was nobody <clears throat> excuse me uh nobody is healing their inner child harder than drew barrymore yeah. because people forget that drew i think the first time drew barrymore was in rehab she was 13 she emancipated herself from her mom when she was 14, basically got her own apartment at 14. She was an alcoholic and cocaine addict at 11, I believe. There's old pictures of Drew Barrymore, like, sitting at these Hollywood parties alone with no grown-up around her with, like, a pack of cigarettes in her hand when she was, like, 11 years old, right? Like, her parents, they didn't have, there was no parental guidance in her life she was an actor hard life yeah she was an actor from when she was an infant and although she did come from a big hollywood family they failed her as parents although she says that her relationship with her mom now is is decent because they've had to build a sort of mother-daughter relationship after Mm -hmm. all those years but there was nobody looking out for drew barrymore she had no childhood so when you see drew barrymore now at 47 years old or whatever she is like loving the rain and acting like she's 12 that's because she she didn't do that when she was 12. Yeah, you deserve so, that ring, girl. Yes, and that so when, when you see Drew Barrymore doing all of this stuff, is she's doing Man. all the things now in life that she just wasn't afforded when she was actually 
a child because she was in a psych ward that her mom put her in or in rehab when she was 12 years old. And then she had to divorce her own mother. She had to go to court to get emancipated when she was 14 years old, right? So, yeah, so you get a lot of people rightfully defending Drew Barrymore, as they they should. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, The record-breaking heat wave prompts wildfires and multiple deaths across Europe. Temperatures above 40 degrees, which rarely happens. The uh, high heat level levels um, have caused uh, scores of people to evacuate across numerous countries, including Spain, Portugal, Greece, and France. And uh, the most common question that is being asked on Google when it comes to the heat. So Google collected all the questions that people had about the heat um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to heat stroke and when it comes to, you know, migraines and all this other stuff. The Mm -hmm. number one question was, uh, can, can heat cause, right? That's what everybody wanted to know. Can heat cause? Because everybody's dying of the heat. But what what people wanted to know the most was, can heat cause diarrhea? (laughs) So oh, I guess I guess there's a lot me? of people right people now. People worried about diarrhea. I guess well, there's a lot of people with diarrhea. Anytime I go to the beach, yeah, and I'm walking home, it starts gurgling. Really, huh? Like every single time I go sunbathing, it causes something. Right, but like diarrhea. I rush home and yes. Really, huh? Yes. I wonder if it's like, you know. I don't get it in the winter. You know, you leave something on the, you, you know, like you leave, like, I don't know, you leave something on the counter in the sun, it's going to melt, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm wondering if the sun like, like heats, melts up, your heats up your inside so much that it goes from a solid to a sort of liquid. So there's a lot of people apparently with diarrhea that are thinking that it's heat related. And the answer is yes, heat can cause diarrhea. Oh. Which I didn't even know, but according to Google, that's one of the top questions, which wow. can, can heat cause diarrhea and uh, also nosebleeds people want to know. God, Europe is a mess right now. Who wants to go there? A bunch of people bleeding from the nose and <laughs> diarrheaing everywhere and all this other stuff. Migraines so complaining, right? No, nobody wants to go to Europe right now. Yeah. But uh, but yes, according to... Uh, according like for to, real, the EU does stand right? for it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yes. It is the anniversary of the moon landing. Neil Armstrong, when he said those famous words, the one giant leap for mankind line, 53 years ago, July 20th, 1969. Mm. Where were you? Shut up. I wasn't born yet. Oh. I wasn't born in the 60s. Yes, you were. Shut up, Maureen. Well, that's why I thought that, why you were bringing it up. Why do you mean? Why would, like, what... What, like nobody who wasn't born when the moon landing happened is talking about the moon landing today? No, it's cool news. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You don't think that that's like... Didn't they say they filmed this in a warehouse or something? No, they. who said? They said? NASA said? There's like a conspiracy theory. Yeah, there's there's a lot of conspiracy theories more. No, they didn't film it in a warehouse. I don't know. Maybe they did film it in a warehouse. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know anything about well, it. You were like, how did the how did the up. flag blow in the wind if there's no wind what? up there? I don't know. A wind machine. I don't know how that happened. Mm. Okay, I don't know. What did the papers say? Back well, it's then? just like in the end of uh, what's that stupid space movie that I hated with? Uh, oh, Gravity. Gravity. It's just like the end of Gravity, right? Spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah, like on. when Clooney dies, right? Mm. What? What? Spoiler what? alert. Oh, God, please. Enough with that. Spoiler alert for gravity. Um, <laughs> n- n- okay. So when Clooney dies, like, here's the thing about that scene is that, like, you know how, remember, they were holding on to the rope and mm-hmm. he was, like, being, like, pulled and he's like, if you let go, I'm going to float away into space, right? Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen in space. 
Like there's nothing pulling him. It's not like he's, it's not like an ocean where like the tide is going to get you. No, you float away. No, you don't. Like there was nothing, there's nothing pulling him. The ship can move, right? Sure. And and if he kicks off something, he would float away. Mm -hmm. But he's holding onto the thing for dear life as if he's being sucked into some sort of vortex. Right. Wait, you're saying like in real life, if you go up there, it's not like you in the movies where you like just float away. No, you would. You would float away. Like you would float away. But nothing is pulling you away. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like. Anti-gravity. There is, but there's no gravity. There's no there. gravity. So how can you well, have anti gravity? When polled, forty-seven um, percent of Americans think that the space program has accomplished as much or more than people expected. But what do you feel people think is the greatest accomplishment of the uh, NASA space program? Hmm. I would say prior to those photos that were released by that super um, telescope that they have, right? Maybe landing rovers on Mars? Okay. Um, Shem, you got an idea? What do people think is the greatest achievement? Um, Aliens? Oh, there you go. Damn it, Maury. Going to the bathroom in space. Incorrect. Incorrect and incorrect. GPS is what people say is the greatest achievement um, as far as the space program goes. The first GPS satellite was launched into space. In what year? What year was the first GPS satellite launched into space? 1999. 1999. Damn it, Maury. 1975. commercial version of Netflix where you would get advertisements with Netflix. Uh, Early 2023, uh, Netflix last week announced uh, a pact with Microsoft to serve as its exclusive advertising partner when this is uh, originally launched. So I imagine you're just going to get tons of Microsoft ads on Netflix. And they say right now the vast majority of what people watch on Netflix can include the ad-supported tier today, meaning they had to Mm. look for all the rights issues with every piece of content on Netflix to figure out which ones they have the ability to even put ads on because some of them they don't. So is it going to be a ad within the show or is it like a pre-roll? Is it going to be like YouTube basically where you may get a pre-roll ad and then at some point throughout the show you will get another one somewhere in the middle. And much like YouTube, do you think that these ads can be skippable? Like if you watch like the first five seconds of it and then you can hit the button that says skip. I think that they may do, I'm trying to remember because uh, the Peacock Network does this and I think that there's already a version of this for Hulu. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that yes, it'll be, it, an ad will roll before content, but I think they also do pop-up boxes mm. in the sort of like in one of the, the bottom corners kind of thing, right? And I, so I don't know what the plan is for Netflix. Like you certainly can't take a movie and start adding commercials into yeah, it. Like yeah, the, yeah. the filmmakers would never allow you, allow you to do that. Too. 
right? But yeah, but there's a lot, a lot of those uh, cable channels where it it's it does a it does like a sort of lower third is what they call it when but it they pops push up on up the, the bottom video, of the screen. It's not on top of the video, like they'll do a push up, right? Uh, don't know. I don't think that you would be allowed to change the 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 format, the format size on the yeah. video though. Would I think you that that's. To save I think some that's money? no, God no, no. But because uh, I think in the U.S. right now, uh, Netflix is fifteen bucks, and I think that they said that the advertiser advertising based Netflix, I think they said will come in around seven is what I think that they had oh, said. So That's a good savings. Is, is it, though? Is that worth it to you? Yes. Yeah. Is it, Deepa? I think so. Yeah, like, if to it's a To say $5 little... a month to ruin Netflix? We're not all well, rich you. Well, know, like you know, some people need the extra $5 a month. <laughs> okay. This girl right here might need it. So, um, advertisements, here I come! Really? You, <laughs> so you, you would switch, She's like, though. give me all the Microsoft ads. Right? All of it. <laughs> give me all. Right. So, <laughs> who, hold on here. I didn't think that anybody would be interested in this. Absolutely. So, Deepa, you're interested in this. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's such a horrible idea. If it's just a pop-up, if it's just, like, a thing on the side that doesn't really disturb too much, I'm like, okay, yeah. it's not horrible. Okay. So I'd be open to okay, it. Okay, let me read some text to you guys. Yeah. 925 by the way. Somebody said, Tubi does ads yeah. during films and shows. Another person said, I watch Below Deck on Prime Video, and you get... 30-second commercial ads every 10 to 15 minutes and one single 30-second commercial. Another person mm -hmm. said Stack TV Canada does it. You get 30-second ads at the beginning, yeah. twice in the middle, and then again near the end. Oh, wow. But Stacked is owned by, like, Global, like Chorus, right? So that makes sense that they would do that. Yeah, but it's just the format in which they do it. So, mm -hmm. so it's an actual commercial during the show yeah. that they do. Huh? Interesting. So, Maura, you would switch? A thousand percent. Really? That's $5. Oh, my God. For God's sake. You've probably... <laughs> what did you spend on nonsense yesterday? Oh, today. Today, I spent $4 on Pringles. Okay, there you go. God, right? Bucks. There you go. There's, $2 there's your, on an arrow. There's your commercials on Netflix. Yeah. I know, but now I can afford Pringles. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day. Uh, Sham, you would switch? Yeah, listen, man. I'm, I'm, I'm normally a lot, I'm normally on my phone anyways when I'm watching Netflix yeah. or chilling. Huh? Oh, yeah. no shit. Oh, shit. God. Here we go. Here <laughs> He's we like, go. I could use the break. You know. Five you minutes. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could use all them ads, all them breaks. Doesn't matter to me. I only ever get through the first 10 minutes of anything <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord. So, Shem, yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Y'all watch Squid Game? Yeah. I play Squid Game. Red light. Green light. light. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, that wordle murdered people today, huh? Did I get it? I don't think I got it. No, you didn't. That's everybody. I was just going through a whole bunch of replies because. Uh, uh, and you know what? Wordle three nine six X was trending this morning, meaning a lot of people, and and there were so many people saying that today's was the end of their streak. Today was the end. The the, the one that got them. I it almost got me. Yeah. And the, it was that second last letter for people. My my thing was I got it quickly because I had four of the letters plus that second last letter. So I got it yeah. in three. So but I, that second last letter murdered people today. My second line I screwed. Yeah. My third uh my third line is where the second last letter started to trip me up. Yeah. Like, I should have had it in you three, went, but yeah. I got it in six. You went blank space, blank space, all the way down to six. Yeah. I got oranges until four. Oof. That's crazy. Shem that was a murder five. today. You got it in three. Yeah. Deepa, did you, did you play Wordle? Deepa? I gave up. You it gave was up. causing 
too much like competition within family. So I was like, yeah. you know what? I give Can up. Can I tell you? I don't want to So I was this. on a super hot streak because I didn't play Wordle for the longest time. I know. I mean, y'all yeah, were playing yeah, it, right? Yeah. yeah. And so now then, you're the first one in every yeah. day with the Wordle. So now I jump in, right? And there was, when we were on vacation, there yeah. was one night where I was up and I had a couple of drinks. Yeah. And I was just like watching TV. Yeah. And then midnight rolled over and Uh-oh. I was like, oh, let me try. Drunk Wordle? Drunk Wordle. Yeah. And it was the end of my streak. Was it? Yeah. yeah I got I got X'd out. And then okay. ever since that day. So I've I've X'd out, I think, four times now yeah. in Wordle. I've lost Wordle four times. And I keep thinking back, if I didn't get drunk that one night, maybe <laughs> the streak would still be maybe there. Maybe the streak would still be there. Because I every time I get X'd out, I always think back to that night. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the night that ruined it yeah, for me. That's I have to change my down. start word because it never helps me. No, I have three start words that I rotate through. Yeah. 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 One of them's one. My kid gave me one of them uh-huh. and it was the start word that I used today. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And she's, she's been, share? she's been using it now for a while and it is a, like, it kills. It's like, you either get nothing mm-hmm. or you get like a lot. Really? Yeah. And what is wow. it? Don't know. I'm not going to tell I can't tell you. It's like a secret, right? Yeah. No. It's like a family secret. Like that's something that I'm gonna pass that uh, she's gonna pass down to her kids. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Camila Cabello has COVID. She posted a video on TikTok saying, "I got the Rona," and then uh, she later said, uh, "If you got the Rona and still gonna live it up in isolation, make some noise." She was drinking Nyquil and having chips. Yes. Yeah, I don't think those were chips. I think they were Vicks. No, Vicks. she also had chips. Did I she? Saw ch- a bag of chips. Uh, oh, I saw. Yeah, Nyquil. She, for she sure. got to do to survive. Yeah, I guess she had all her uh, all her. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Brad Pitt last night wore a skirt to the uh, premiere of uh, Bullet Train in I think Berlin, uh, and clarified his comments. There was that big GQ article where Brad Pitt said that he was in I guess like the last semester or whatever he said of his career, and a lot of people were like, "Whoa, oh. bro, are you like retiring?" Uh, and so he clarified himself uh, last. night on the red carpet <laughs> yeah i think i confused a lot of people it didn't mean like i'm like i'm dying or anything it just meant like you know i look at life you know as a child to young adult young adult to middle age and now i'm past that middle age so that's what i'm calling the last leg and and i just want to i just want to live it you know with more intentions Fair enough. Did you see? Did you sure. see what he was wearing, Maury, with was the skirt? That, yeah, but uh, is that to show off a tattoo on his ankle or his leg? It's, it's calf. He's like shin. He has like a shin bone Wait, tattoo. Was that a skirt, skirt, or like um, no it was linen? So he's been wearing these like cool linen suits everywhere, right? Yeah. And uh, and one was like orange the other day, and then he had like a gray one on or whatever it was, and then he had like a another linen suit on yesterday, but there was no pants. It was just a skirt. And it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. He's like cool. the only 58-year-old I would break my old man rule for. Old man? what's your? Where does old man what? start with you? <laughs> where does old man start? I'll tell you something. When I was when I was younger, I no, would... No, no, I no, would no, 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 no. I don't no. want to... We'll get to younger in a second. Okay. You right now being in your 40s, what Beautiful. is old man to you? Old man to me would be like 50 now. Oh, God. 50? What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Hold on a second. About? No, no, no. Don't even... Like, you're closer to 40, uh, sorry, closer to 50 at your age right now than anything. So 50 to me is 
Old age. Old age. So, like, wait a second. So, when you get to 50, oh. you're going to consider yourself to be an old man. I will be in the last whatever Brad Pitt said of my, yeah. Wait, no, no, Semester. No, no. But are you going to be considering <laughs> yourself old man at 50? Well, not me. Right. But, yes. Okay. So, still other men. Yeah. When I was, like, starting dating, I wouldn't date anybody over 40. Wait, how old were you? When how I was old like, were you? When you were 17? When I was 20, well, I wouldn't do 40. Well, I would hope so. That's weird. I mean, it's not weird. It happens all the weird. time. But but normally, normally 20-year-olds don't date 40-year-olds, I would say. Well, in the gay world. Yeah, I guess. Even 40-year-olds rich. Yes. Then. Would you date a rich 40-year-old when you were 21? What? Like a dad? Oh, God, we're having a weird conversation right now, man. <laughs> mm. I, don't mean, I don't mean somebody to take care of you financially. Did you ever have that arrangement with anybody? No. 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 Never had anxiety, huh? I, and, and in hindsight, I probably should have. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have done you some good. <laughs> you would have been in much better shape <laughs> all around. Now that you're almost an old man. And broke. And broke. Yeah, exactly. You needed that help when you were young. You needed a daddy. <laughs> For God's sake. What did I, when, I'm trying to think of when I was younger, what I used to think old was. Whatever your parents were, that's always what old was, right? Mm. So, like, even when I think my dad was, like, in his 40s, I, you know, would consider him to be old because it's just, like, your dad's age. Like, sure. that, your, your parents were always old. Grandparents were just, like, that was a whole other thing. I remember when my dad turned 40, I got him one of those over-the-hill birthday cards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember looking I'm at... I'm sure you appreciated it. Like, old, like <laughs> I remember looking at old people like they were, the like, the, the emperor from Star Wars. Like, they scared the <laughs> hell out of me, man. Old people scared the hell out of me when I was young. The skin was all saggy. Their teeth clicked around. They're like a, their eyes were always watery. They all smelled like boiled potato and lavender. Right? Hands always cold. Hands are always freezing cold. Their nails look like they were made out of wood. Right? Like old people scared the hell out of me when I was and young. What age was that? What's that? And what age was no, that? No, like when I was a kid. Like, look, like you would see an old person, they'd approach you, and it was like Halloween. It was terrifying. It was a horror movie. Oh my lord, Ross. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Dave Chappelle's show was canceled in Minneapolis after the venue faced social media backlash for uh, inviting uh, Dave to do a show there or for at least allowing him to book it. So Fifth Avenue, that's the iconic club in Minneapolis that was um, the main club in Purple Rain. Oh. Right, Prince. Fun fact, never yeah. seen it. You never saw Purple Rain? Mm -mm. Really, huh? I think maybe I've seen bits and pieces of it, but yeah. I've never actually watched Really? The full, full movie. Oh, Purple Rain's great. I've never I, seen it either. You've never seen Purple Rain? I know. I know shocking. Have you seen Purple Rain, uh, Chef? I have. Okay. Yeah, he's man. like, I know Prince like rides a motorcycle, right? Yeah. Purple motorcycle. Wait, really? is the rain's not purple? Every, no, everything's purple in Prince's world, right? Oh, oh my God. Course. No, Prince is like, like Purple Rain is, it's like, he's actually, he's actually a decent actor, right? Um, but Purple Rain was great because it was like the music it was like a musical, but it wasn't a musical because he's like a rock, like he's like an up and coming star. Mm. And then the other bands in the in the movie are all that too. So it's not so the music isn't incorporated as like sort of montages. It's like performances, like they all perform at this club. Is so, the movie was it like the album came first and then the movie, or was it the same movie time. same time? Or were they like coinciding? Like they were meant for they each were, other. They were they were number one at the box office together. No, but like the album and the movie, they were supposed, that was supposed it to was happen. It was 100%. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, it was they, a mockumentary? What's that? Is it a mockumentary, like a do like fake no, no, documentary? No, 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 it's a story where like he has like, he's, he has an abusive father oh, and wow, then he goodness. falls in love with Apollonia 
And then my favorite line in the movie is that she's talking to him and then he says something to her like, you know, they're out on his motorcycle and they get off his motorcycle and she's like coming on to him and he's playing hard to get. And then he's, she says, well, how do I do this? And he's like, well, the first thing you have to do is purify yourself in, in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. And then she immediately gets undressed and jumps into the river behind them. Dang. And she goes, there, is that good enough? And he's like, yeah, but that's not Lake Minnetonka. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was Damn. such a badass. Prince was great. Uh, yeah, get you a map, girl. Yeah, so uh, so the, the Dave Chappelle show has been moved to another place called the Varsity, uh, the Varsity Theater. And they said uh, on the... Uh, social media, the staff of Fifth Avenue said, uh, the staff, artists in our community, we hear you and we are sorry. We know we must hold ourselves to the highest standard and we know we let you down. We are not just a black box with people in it and we understand uh, that First Avenue is not just a room but a meaning, but meaningful beyond our walls. The First Avenue team and you have worked hard to make our venues the safest spaces in the country and we will continue to do that with that mission. Uh, we believe in diverse voices and freedom of artistic expression, but in honoring that, we lost sight of the impact this would have. So um, they canceled the Dave Chappelle show, and then and then it was sold out in seconds too. So yeah, so there course. are a lot of fans that wanted to go to that show, but as soon as it was announced, they took some massive heat on uh, on social media. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, uh, Lisa Kudrow um, talking about how her because as soon as Friends wound up on Netflix, a whole new generation of people, totally. you know, started to discover friends yeah and the sort of parts of friends that were problematic at the time i guess too um but uh, does it translate and if you are sort of young in your 20s now will you find friends as funny as we did when we were sort of in our 20s right uh but lisa kudrow's kid who's 24 decided to watch friends and no. and this was uh this was this is lisa kudrow um telling her son's reaction he did start watching when his friends at school were watching and you got to know what everyone's watching yeah so he watched it and and no he was impressed he said it's re, he goes it's actually really funny it's like <laughs> thanks this little kid <laughs> he he's said like, actually kind that, of yeah. yeah he's like it's actually really funny and i mean the guys are so funny <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like no i mean you're funny too <laughs> <laughs> and I've never in my life have I wanted to tell my own kid, like, F- you. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually really funny, too. Mom. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, that big uh, variety article talking about how much movie stars make. Um, came out Tom Cruise, $100 million for Top Gun. He's, he's like, he's like the only sort of the case they make for this is there's very few. Um, stars now where it doesn't matter what the movie is and people go to see movies for the movie star where Marvel mm-hmm. changed all that yeah. because Chris Hemsworth as Thor doesn't necessarily mean that Chris Hemsworth can go and do another movie not as Thor and still make a billion dollars at the box office sure. right uh, so is it the character or is it the star and you know the rock is sort of in that world of you know he's able to you know to, to translate into all these different characters uh, and then uh, Tom Cruise a hundred million dollars for Damn. 
um, for Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, but everybody renegotiates after their first deal. So they sign these multi, multi-movie deals, and then they renegotiate after the success of the first one. And that figure, that $20 million, because you hear that a lot in this list, $20 mm-hmm. million, that's been the sort of standard movie star figure since Jim Carrey did Cable Guy in 96. What? Yeah, Jim Carrey was like the first actor to get $20 million for a movie. And since then, 20 mil has been the standard regardless like of... Like the base. The base, regardless... Start, no, yeah. no, no. That's the standard. 20 oh. mil oh, is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Standard. 20, 20 mil, but regardless of inflation. Mm-hmm. So 20 mil has been really the standard since uh, since 1996 when Jim Carrey did uh, Cable Guy. And when you look around, everybody is still making in around. Like like uh, Chris Hemsworth, $20 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that uh, movie that he did on uh, on Netflix, uh, The Rock, twenty two point five million dollars for Black Adam. Um, that seems low. I, yeah, but no. Well, see you know the what thing, though? Yeah, I, I feel with The Rock, I understand because he's such a big movie star, right? To make twenty, what is it? 20, 20, 22.5, Yeah, but you have to remember too, The Rock makes so much more additional because his production company is the company behind like all of his projects right yeah but he also so he makes money off the back end from there what screwed everything up is when netflix started giving people 50 million dollars to do something sure because what netflix does is there's no back end on netflix mm-hmm. right so netflix pays the performers the back end up front yeah. so they basically like the rock may make 50 million from black adam but his salary to do the movie was 22.5 mm-hmm. although he may wind up making 50 so now people are getting 30 million dollars to do like an apple tv movie yeah um where they're not going to get that if they do a studio release joaquin phoenix for the first joker made 4.5 renegotiated to do the second joker for 20 million dollars wow right wow what a jump yeah yeah it's crazy uh uh millie bobby brown is getting hold on here this was a crazy number that i saw i think millie bobby brown is getting 10 million dollars to do the sequel to enola holmes yeah, ten mil on Netflix to do the sequel well, for Anola Holmes. Was, you know, that first one like blew up. But yeah. they're banking on her name from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Course, of Apple course. paid Leonardo DiCaprio thirty million dollars to that new Martin Scorsese movie. Damn. They so does th- it just show up in their account, or does I have to wait like p- for payday every two weeks? No, it goes to their agent, right? And then their and then their agent would send it to their financial people, and then it goes into your I don't know his ecosystem. Like I've seriously, and I'm not trying. Like I've always wondered this. Like if Leonardo DiCaprio Mm -hmm. wants to go to Starbucks and buy a latte or whatever, he has his debit card, right? And he sees like I guess he knows that in that account is like twenty million dollars. There's all no. He has these stars. They have people in their organization that handle the money and make sure money is. But does he get an allowance then? Like somebody holds it and is like, I'll give you this like you get all from your own money. Yeah, he takes what he wants. It's his money. Nobody's deciding what Leonardo DiCaprio could take. That's how Wesley Snipes went broke, right? That's how all those other guys go broke, right? Because you know they need an allowance, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but no, he his 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 portfolio is not attached to his debit card, Maury. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Everybody's trying to beat the heat. I'm reading this article. Uh, this guy in the states who's like one of the biggest renters on Swimply. Is that how you say it? Yeah. It's like Airbnb for pools. Oh yeah, I've seen that. So you rent out your own pool in your house, but like they don't get the house. They just rent like your backyard and the pool. And if they want to use your grill, that's extra as yeah. that's extra get it for as a well. Couple hours. 
Yeah, so this guy, and if you want heated, it's mm-hmm. an extra $15 an hour. Um, yeah. He can have, you can have like as many people as you want there. They do children's birthday parties. And although there is a security deposit, a $10,000 security deposit. 10000 Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like in case some somebody destroys yeah. something, he said that they've never had to use that. Uh-huh. Um, because he said the key to making sure that everything stays fine is that they don't leave the house when they rent out their pool. Yeah, because you don't need people. No, so he and his wife just sit in the kitchen and just like watch strangers party in their in their backyard. The place rents for sixty five to eighty five dollars an hour, depending on the number of guests, mm. and it's listed as. Uh, LGBTQIA2S plus Orthodox Judaism and nudity friendly. <laughs> wow, he has, Judaism. Okay, he has he has on Swimply three hundred and eighty six five star reviews. Wow. This guy made renting out his back pool a hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Jeez, <gasps> from renting out just his pool. Would you ever do that? No. What? <laughs> no, I, don't want, I don't want strangers in my pool. Come on now. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of money. That is. And, and everybody, because they're talking now, everybody is like just looking for any way to uh, beat the heat. And, Stay uh, cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so, uh, yeah, $170,000 is what he's rented for the, is what he's made renting that's the pool. very there's tempting. In, there's Swimply is in Canada. What's that? You can, you, there are. There are, it's up here. Yeah, yeah, no, it's up, it's up here I'm too. Would you, would you rent yours? Mocha? What does this guy make? This guy made 170 grand renting his pool. I see one here for $60 an hour and it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a big pool. Yeah. How many times have you flipped through ads <laughs> like that, morning? <laughs> <laughs> for that price? But <laughs> <laughs> I do it. Yeah, would you rent your pool? I'd consider it. You would. Huh? I would be a renter of somebody's yeah. pool. I'm now interested in this. You would. You would rent somebody's pool for sixty five dollars. Oh, your dad has a pool. Yeah, and I wanted to use it this coming Saturday, and he said no because they're going out of town. Oh, that's right. You're not. Allowed, he's not. <laughs> Maury's not allowed. To, not allowed to use his dad's pool when they're out of town. Oh, so you're gonna throw man. a party. <laughs> yeah, I just want to like, jump what's in. Gonna do? Like, what's Maury gonna do? All his friends. <laughs> so many friends. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Literally be two people and a dog. But what does your dad think you're going to do? Break something? No, his worry is I won't clean up after myself. Clean up what, though? What is he? he... Like chip bowls or like empty like Vizzo cans or Vizzy cans. You you and Matthew share one can. can. I know. Don't forget your can. That's what I would say. (laughs) Hey, dad, can I use the pool? Yeah. Just bring your can home with you. Right? Like, how hard is that? That's fine. I'll go rent a mansion pool. But uh, but anyway, no, it's uh, it is uh, it's big business. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Alicia Silverstone def- <laughs> defending the comments that she made, where um, she and her 11 year old son still co sleep. They still uh, sleep in the same bed. And this is Alicia Silverstone on the Ellen Fisher podcast defending that. I'm a natural mama, and yeah. I'm a loving mama, mm-hmm. and I believe in love, mm-hmm. and I believe in nature, and our society is scared of nature and scared of love. Bear and I still sleep together. Wow. Yeah, so that's another thing. Like all the, all the statements. And I'll be in trouble for saying that. I but like, I don't really care. Things I'm doing, I'm not inventing. I didn't invent any of it. You would think. I, I would like, love to take credit for all of it, but it's not me, unfortunately. It's just me following nature. Sleeping with your children. I mean, if you were in, a, if you were in, a, in, in any kind of um, wild setting, where they're animals, if you put your baby over there, your baby's going to get eaten. <laughs> it's true. The baby's not safe over there. Does Roxy the baby sleep needs in to your stay bed? Uh, give me a second. What is it, Deepa? I, I slept with my mom. Oh, sorry. No, 
no, not in that. That sounds weird. No, no. Nobody <laughs> thought that bed, but you. In the same Nobody bed, thought yeah. that but you. Go in ahead. The same bed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the same bed with my mom until I was like 12 or 13 because I would like wake up in the middle of the night. I'd be afraid of ghosts in my house and I'd bring her over to my bed and she'd sleep with me. Um, and then eventually my parents got a lock for their door <laughs> and oh locked because, me out. Because you kept coming in and interrupting? Every single night I would do it. I, I could not uh, not do it. Until so. you were until you were how I, I think old? It's normal. Until I was about thirteen. Thirteen. You asked thirteen Maury, years old. Uh, More you asked if Roxy yeah. still slept with us. No, she she stopped that and it broke my heart when she stopped that. But mm. I will I will say oh. this. I miss it so much. Like yesterday I got home, I was exhausted. I got home about twelve thirty yesterday and Roxy was sitting on the couch crocheting. Right. And I was like, I have an hour. I can just I can take a nap. And instead of going to the bedroom and taking a nap, what I do is when Roxy's in the corner of the couch crocheting and watching Gilmore Girls or whatever she does, um, I I stack pillows right beside her. So the pillows are like right on her hip. Yeah. And then that's where I put my head and I fall asleep because I love feeling like her sort of moving around doing her thing while I'm falling like while I'm falling asleep. So I had like the greatest hour long nap yesterday because I didn't go I to the room because I don't think I, I could I, sleep no. next to my dad anymore. No. I mean, uh, you know I mean, what? I think you could. You yeah, should try. Yeah. I was just trying to picture that and I'm like I don't know if I could fall asleep. No, I mean, if, you, if, right if your dad won't let you borrow the pool, I don't think he's going to let you borrow the other side of the bed. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> you should try and see what happens. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, according to stats from the dating app Bumble, people should post how many pictures on their profile to get maximum engagement and matches. Mm. How many pictures? So first of all, I don't even know how many you can. Is it infinite? How many pictures can you post on Bumble? Let me find out. I think it's like eight or ten. Eight or ten. Mm. Um, I'm gonna say ten. Ten. So give me a give me a range. A range between between this and this. Between six and ten. Between six and ten. Yeah, I'll uh, say that. Shem, what do you say? I'm six photos say, is the max. I'm gonna oh, say, six. I'm gonna yeah. say between oh. three and five. Then three. Little, yeah. Between between variety. three and five. Uh, and more. You say one. One. One, okay. one good That's photo. Deepa, you say. I was also going to say one, one good photo and leave it like kind of Mysterious? leave the person in suspense. Like, Interesting. Oh. Okay. So what's I, the max more? Yeah. The max is six. six. But I would also say your one good photo should be outdoors. Okay. So they say. Well, I'm going to say max yep. then six. Max six. Yeah. Use it up. So they say, according to uh, Bumble, three people who post three to six profile pics get 93% more matches. Hey. Wow. Okay. Uh, they say that any more than yeah, that is so uh, <laughs> is is overkill, and anything less than three makes it seem like you're not trying. See, oh, right. They also say uh, don't be lazy with your bio. They say detailed bios get thirty two percent more matches, uh, but still keep it snappy and positive, and be specific but not too specific. They say, and uh, those types of profiles tend to do the best for dating apps. So start a conversation with your profile. There Give you people something to catch on to, and then maybe they DM you or however they get a hold of you on Bumble. I don't know. Is it a DM platform? I don't even know what it. What they how they get a hold of you on Bumble? On, yeah, DM through that. Yeah. Through that? Mm-hmm. yeah. How are you the dating app expert, Maury? Well, I, I ha- somebody has to be for this show. <laughs> That's okay. all good. Yeah, you're right. Also, <laughs> there's a, a website you can go to where they have Bumble bio templates, so you can just copy and paste. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Like, who would use a template? You can't use a template because wouldn't somebody know immediately that you're using a Bumble template for your bio? How would they know? I don't know. Maybe they're using one, too. They're like, <laughs> oh, my God, this guy's me. <laughs> <laughs> Same website. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. It is an absolute scorcher everywhere. Uh, the punishing heat wave fueling all the wildfires in Western Europe pushes temperatures uh, in uh, Britain to over 40 degrees. It was 40.2 there yesterday. Uh, their runways are melting. Road services are melting. Uh, they're worried about rail tracks buckling. The transport secretary said that so much of Britain's infrastructure is, quote, just not built for this temperature. Uh, so it's a real mess over there. Uh, but how is the queen doing? Because uh, she's, you know, up in that Hot, I guess. big old castle, just mm-hmm. like sitting in a chair, sweating like everybody else. Uh, Dan Mori caught up with uh, royal expert Omid Scobie to find out what the sort of protocol is when temperatures do climb this high. How do you keep the queen safe? Hello. Omid Scobie, how are you, babe? Very good. We're very concerned mm-hmm. because, like, it's super, super hot over there. And I'm very concerned about... You know, how the queen is doing. I know this queen over here is doing just fine in the air conditioning, but how is the (laughs) queen doing in the castle? Well, listen, those castles are certainly not equipped with air conditioning. It's the, we're talking old tech here. So there were, so these are sort of plugged in fans, keeping the rooms aerated, the windows are open, and that's really as good as it gets. But, of course, the Queen's used to this. This isn't the first British heat wave. We usually have one or two days of it every year, and then the rest of the time gets cool. And we also know Her Majesty likes a drink, so I'm sure she's cooling herself down with a nice glass of something with a lot of ice. What do you think she drinks, like an Aperol Spritz? Mm. <laughs> I believe she likes gin and tonic. Oh, That's one of her favorites. A lady after my own heart. Wow. Have you ever seen a sweaty queen? <laughs> Absolutely not. And I don't think we ever would. The queen's always perfectly complete. Pose. She obviously has enough people around her as well to make sure that she, her face is powdered if it ever needs any attention. So, listen, I'm sure behind closed doors it's a little less unbuttoned and unpolished, like all of us. I think it's safe to say Her Majesty is very comfortable. Well, they got no HVAC people out no. there in England? There's they no can't, HVAC system. They can't install? No, no. Can you get, AC I, in now there? I have the Now I have the vision of an unbuttoned, sweaty, pasty... <laughs> Queen, where they just keep she keeps sweating and they just keep adding more powder and gin yeah. and yeah, gin. Top her up with gin. <laughs> wow. Oh my god! Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from six to ten on Kiss ninety two five. Kiss ninety two five dot com or download the Kiss ninety two five app.